watching. We're doing like Snake Eyes for the show today, GI Joe story. Uh, I'm gonna when we get into that, I have a lot of questions about everybody's history with that franchise and everything. But it made me think when I started watching that movie that when when I was a kid, I had an imaginary friend who I believe was influenced so much by GI Joe and my love for GI Joe things. Uh, my imaginary friend was named Jack. He was in the military, hmm. so he was hardly there. He would <laughs> he would go on missions. And then he'd come back and he would bring my mom presents. He would bring her like necklaces and stuff and rings. I'm pretty sure my imaginary friend was having an affair with my mother. <laughs> but I thought it was very sweet. He wasn't here very often. So anyway, my question today is, did you guys have any childhood imaginary friends? <laughs> uh, Daniel, what about you? Yeah. Uh, I didn't know imaginary friends, but I did pretend a lot. I was like a, a Super Saiyan, like from G, uh, Dragon Ball Dragon Z. Ball. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fuck always, yeah, man. Like, you know, I always, uh, like, whoever I play with, I always pretend I was, in, I was in the stories. But no imaginary friends I can think of. Okay, so you're not normal. Got ball. it, Brent. <laughs> no, I was not normal at all. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I didn't have any imaginary friends. I oh, remember uh, a classmate of mine in second grade mentioning that he brought his imaginary friend to school and it was just hanging out in his desk. We had those desks that had like the solid top, but like that little like cubby thing underneath. Mm-hmm. So between your like legs right. and the top of the desk, you would have that little like storage area in there that was open. He said that it, he just like hung out in his desk. And it was at that point it was like, oh, imaginary friends are like a real thing. Because I've never... Oh, imaginary never, friends are real, yes. Imaginary friends are real. <laughs> we can all stay. They have social What's security numbers. They vote. That one movie, what? Like, Drop Dead Fred? Yes. Right? Okay, that, that, movie is, that movie's a great movie. It's so like, weird. I want a friend like that. I want a friend like that. Yeah. But I was not creative enough to make that. one up. I don't know if it's yeah. creative enough. I don't think I'm crazy for having an imaginary friend. It does seem like pretty... Like, if not normal, or I'm, I'm, I would be curious of the numbers of that, how many kids have one. But uh, it seems like, mm-hmm. you know, fairly normal activity for kids for a little while. I don't remember how old I was either, so it's, like, pretty young. I don't think I was second grade. I don't think I held on to them that long. But Well, in my mm-hmm. childhood, I did have three people in my life that beat me up, make fun of me, <laughs> and treat me terribly. Well, that's not... But they're called brothers. So they're <laughs> oh, not okay. <laughs> so they real. So... Yeah. Mine did not beat me up, so... Oh, I mean, I say beat up, but like, you know, we're all boys, so we like wrestle and break things in the house. The oh, house yeah. got more beat up than we did. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So, Stephen, for for you, mm-hmm. for Jack, Jack, is, did you have like a final send off for him? Like the last time you that you saw him, you're making me think right now that Jack never came home. <laughs> yeah, I never. He jacked. He, yeah. he knelt down. Put his hand on your shoulder. He's like, I'm going to go out for cigarettes, kid. (laughs) (laughs) And I never even got a letter. Yeah. Um, Yeah. He might still be in a POW camp somewhere. I'm not sure. I'm not sure he was fighting. Well, I'm just saying it could have happened. And he gets like Drop Dead Fred. The whole premise is like she's a child and her mom locks it away, locks away Fred. And Mm -hmm. uh, he like tapes, she tapes up this box. And so it's like when she's an adult, he comes back in her life. I'm like, did I ever actually let go of my childhood friend? Or is he waiting for me somewhere, you know? And mm-hmm. like, he's gonna come back and ruin my life now. I don't know. I don't know. In a dark room, lifting weights, getting jacked, ready to be jacked. Jack's <laughs> getting jacked. Jack's here. Live up to my namesake. Right, Stephen. If uh, if Jack is out there somewhere and he's listening to this oh podcast, what would you like to? 
what would you like to say to him? I would like to say, are you the reason my brothers have red hair? <laughs> Is it? Did you have an affair with my mom? <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's all coming out. Let me drink my coffee. <laughs> You know, okay. I, I can't even like really picture him. I have like a memory of talking to my mom about him and like he'd gotten her a new mm-hmm. necklace. And I remember like, what? I can remember imagining What kind of it. necklace was it? <laughs> Don't be gross. Uh, okay. I can remember uh, she was like getting ready in their bathroom that had like, it was like attached to their, it was like the sink was attached to their bedroom or something like that. Like you could see in there mm-hmm. or whatever. I remember like looking at her other jewelry on the desk and being like, oh, here's that necklace Jack brought. I remember like imagining it all sort of, but also like it all felt real. And that's like mm-hmm. the last time, though, I re- ever remember. I was like five, maybe. I remember mm-hmm. like uh, I had this like weird vision, this weird memory of it. But um, yeah, I do feel like I should check up on Jack. Uh, mm-hmm. I should, you know, just plumb the depths, see how he is. Mm-hmm. Make sure, you know, he's OK. And Drop Dead Fred, you know, it's about like they go to like a new child. Maybe I'm holding on to him too long, you know, and he's. Uh... But also, G.I. Joe, I'm not going to get into this a ton today, but like it is this weird thing about uh american exceptionalism and like our military might around the world a peacekeeping mission right and i'm like my my imaginary friend was like he left all the time because he was murdering people like not murdering but he was like killing people around the world right like that was that was the implication for sure murder and then i'm like he's just coming back and being you know which is like not to say soldiers are or whatever but like he certainly was like a mercenary that i was friends with essentially you know like so anyway uh jack uh, I miss you, buddy. Um, mm-hmm. I miss all those bloody hand hugs. You would come home and you'd just be covered in someone else's blood. And I, I would just know that you kept me safe at night. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I just wish. <laughs> yeah. You would just show up at the foot of your bed in the middle of the night covered in blood. And, and did you like are freaked out? You pull the covers over your face and he's like, don't worry. It's not mine. And then I'm like, oh, Jack. And I hug him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jack. It's covered in blood at that point. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Imaginary friends are a beautiful thing. Um, <laughs> it sounds like What it. can you say? Is that, is that a good opening for the show? Yeah, I think so. I feel like I this is that, great. That I feel like mm-hmm. every, the show has not got off the rails yet. It's great. We're doing it. So uh, we're doing it. I'm Steven. <laughs> I'm Brent. And welcome to Let's Talk About Stuff, where today we are joined by our good friend, Daniel Sanchez. Welcome back. Hola, amigos. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. as far French, as my Spanish dude. goes. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's all I got. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, well, yeah, you've been, I was trying to think, have you been on the show, like, I don't know, six, seven, eight, nine times? Three, maybe? <laughs> I think three. I, I think this three is the real. three Pete. Yeah, mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, awesome. I think I've been on other parts where I sent things in, I think. Oh, yeah. Like audio yeah, that's what time. it is. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And then uh, uh, lately, you and I have been playing chess. Um, yes. As well. So uh, that's been also really what? fun. I know. Britt, you've been I have to hear about out. this on the streets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you've been a guest on the show, you good friend of the podcast, and uh, and now a, a fellow chess buddy, which is really fun. You reached out to me, you said uh, you'd heard me mention chess once on the show or something like that, and maybe I'd want to play, and I was like, yeah, I think that'd be fun. And it's super fucking fun. Uh, you and I both kind of talked about how we never, we always really play like um, computers, you know, like on the apps or mm-hmm. whatever. And that's, it just gets boring after a while. And then I've, I've played yeah. in person with people, but that's a different experience too. Uh, I've never really just played a person online, and it's it's so funny because you and I, neither of us really know what we're doing, so it's super fun to be like, I don't know why you did that, or I thought you'd do this, but you didn't. Yeah. And a computer would yeah, do no, things definitely. the quote-unquote right way, but fuck yeah. that. 
So uh, it's been a blast, man. I'm, I'm glad you invited me out for that. And I'm glad we kept Brent out of the loop, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, if Brent played chess, I'd offer to play chess, but... Brent? <laughs> Look, I've I've been forbidden to play chess in my my current living situation. Oh, wow. uh, I tried to teach my wife how to play chess once. We we were at a resort and they have this giant chess board oh, okay. that's like made out of cement. Like you have these giant chess pieces you pick up with two hands and move around right. and whatnot. Very cool. And I was excited about it. And I was like, I will teach you how to play one day. She's like, okay, fine. So then like a day or two later, she's like, okay, teach me how to play this dumb game. I'm like, I love the enthusiasm, first of all. <laughs> Second start. of all, let me let me walk you through these pieces. And <laughs> I, I grabbed the, the uh, uh, God, what is it? The, the rook? The horse? No. What Night. is that? Night. Night. Thank you. And uh, maybe this is my problem. I'm calling <laughs> them the wrong things. So, so I grabbed the horsey. I'm like, so with this one, you move two up, one over, or one over, two up. And she was like, I don't want to play this anymore. <laughs> so we, just, <laughs> we never moved forward that from there. That would do it. That would mm-hmm. do it. Yeah. You have to move forward and then over. Yeah. And she's like, I don't get it. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That one is a hard, she, hard one to explain out of, I mean, chess, I find very fun though. And once you, once you just try it a little bit, then you kind of, you understand the logistics and then it's just like, there's so many options, yeah. but, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. that's the hard part. Like very almost strategies, like, right. I think it was that Queen's Gambit, the movie where they're talking about all the strategies. I'm like, I don't know those things. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. I just know this goes forward, this goes that way. Okay. Yeah, it's like I need I know how the pieces move. I know some openings. They have like chess mm-hmm. openings that are like people have used many times or whatever. And they're like, and I'm like, yeah, that's all good, but I never really cared, never really understood why. I've realized I wrote this down last night when I was uh playing you. Uh, and it's cool, this app, it's just chess.com, but they have an app and you can just kind of, you have like three days to go back to it, but we've been pretty good about being on top of it. Uh, but I realized like, I don't know really any strategies. And when I try to read them, I don't really understand the why. And then last night when I was playing so poorly, I realized, oh, you have to play a lot of bad chess to know how to play a lot of good chess. Like you got to know why you're doing a strategy. And right now it's a free for all. And I don't know what the fuck we're doing, but it's really fun. <laughs> Most fun I've had yeah. playing chess, I think ever. So uh yeah, well, that's cool. I'm glad it's cool. Enjoy. Yeah, and no, I have fun too. There should be a way to incorporate checker pieces in there as well. Okay. Just, just like get them all in there. Just okay. get them all in. Let's go. Let's go. Throw them in there. Was it the Chinese checkers that have the multicolored I'll little put that marbles? In there too? Put that shit in there. Oh, shit. You know. Yeah. Do you have you like get, multiple boards yeah. stacked on top? Yes. So yeah, you would have them lined up, right? Okay. So you would act, essentially have to sit at one of those long tables that rich people have in their dining rooms where a husband and wife <laughs> are having marital problems and they sit like far apart from each other. But you'd have like all these pieces lined up and then you would, it, it would start out as chess, right? So you, you yell, oh, I want this piece to, uh-huh. you know, whatever the little like coordinates are. And then your butler moves them around or whatever. <laughs> and then whomever makes it to one end, congratulations, you move over to the checkerboard, oh. but with your uh, pawn piece or whatever it is. Oh, so it's like, okay. Pawn rules apply to chess or to checkers now. Okay. It's, it's complicated. It's way too complicated. You should explain this to your wife. I'm sure she's going to love it. <laughs> yeah. She's going to have a like, good time. We have to buy a series <laughs> of board games. And a huge table. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and a it's butler. Like, now, now, look, once you get kinged in checkers, you can then just move around the checkerboard or now we play Scrabble. It's up oh, to you. Oh, wow. Yeah. I am on board with this, weirdly. Um, You're on several boards with this. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Um, but yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I, uh, I've enjoyed it. So um, anyway, I just want to throw that out there. I didn't know what else I would mention it on the show, but uh, mm-hmm. we're going to get into a few other things as well. So um, one I wanted to mention, Brent, you don't have anything drinks or food fun today, right? Uh, no. Good. Okay. Moving on. Um, I wanted to mention uh, maybe two little things, two little news items. One is that, uh, did you guys hear that there's going to be a Constantine 2? What? With Keanu Reeves? Oh my god, yeah. There's, uh, they announced yesterday, I think this we recorded this on Sundays, yesterday they announced they are moving forward with a Constantine 2, bringing back Keanu Reeves and the original director, Francis Lawrence. So uh, I'm very excited about that. I am a new convert to Constantine. Uh, I found mm. that movie in the last like just few years and was floored by it. I, I thought it was super fun. And uh, like many people, I've been like, man, why did they never sequelize this? I would have loved way more of this, of him in particular in that role. Um, and then they announced it uh, the other day. I think uh, Keanu has enough pool, I guess, that he's uh, he's able to get that made. So that's some cool news, I think. Interesting. Yeah, like I feel like that movie is a grower, not a shower, because exactly. when it was first released, I don't think it was well received. But it seems like that comes up in the conversation regularly in pop culture, especially right. after the the Constantine um, TV show that came out and him being part of the like CW, like right. Arrowverse or whatever. Um, so that's interesting that they would go back to that, but you know, Keanu Reeves is super popular. Mm-hmm. People just like love making movies with him. Audiences love seeing him in movies. So right. I think that that tracks. Yeah. What do you think, Daniel? Mm-hmm. I'm going to say is a, whoa. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I couldn't resist. That's good. Uh, but uh that no good. that's pretty cool no it was good it was a good movie i mean it's definitely not the constantine from the books but mm-hmm. it's definitely its own thing that's definitely cool to see i, I never but read the books yeah so i didn't know i've only read a few mm-hmm. but not too many so but uh it's i'm looking forward to seeing it i mean he does a lot of great movies especially with the um, what's the one franchise he's doing right now the, um, oh the john wick john wick yeah, John Wick. Mm-hmm. You know, those being very popular action films. Those are great films. They're pretty good. We should make a spoof of the John Wick movies called John or Jack Candle. Jack Candle. Oh my God! We can bring in your imaginary that's friend, right. Stephen. Jack, that's his name. <laughs> Jack Candle. <laughs> wow. And he, he was a mercenary, right? Yes. Yeah. Retired from the game. Re- yeah. <laughs> he moved in with my mom. Jewel Cole necklaces to everybody. Yes. Man, Jack just. Jack delivering necklaces all around town. Damn, man! Wow, wow! Different kind of hey, movie th- too. Th- This is trademark. Uh, let's talk about <laughs> yeah, stuff. A- no one steal this. Um, all right. The other one that I wanted to mention though was that um, we had done last up ep- last week's episode with our guest Allison Oberg, good friend of ours. We had done the movie RRR, and uh, it was super cool. We got a big reaction from that one as well. Uh, so thank you for any mm-hmm. new listeners or anybody that's stick, stuck around from that. But uh, hopefully we don't disappoint. But um, it was a good episode. And we had we had some issues in that episode with the names. I'm not like I, I don't know a lot of Indian names or languages. I was I'm really confused that culture or multiple cultures amongst that country. Um, it's just a lot to learn. And uh, we tried our best to say things right or whatever. But we got a good response on Twitter from someone uh, named Sri that I wanted to respond to on here because it was so nice that uh, I think she reached out to uh, to tell us about this. So uh, whoever, Sri, uh, thank you. So first off, we had mentioned that potentially one of the gentlemen uh, had been floated as the new Bond. 
And we had discussed mm-hmm. if that was possible because they like to have a uh, an English Bond. Uh, but she pointed out that Bond, uh, Brosnan and Craig are both Irish. So if there can be an Irish Bond, there could easily be an Indian Bond. So fuck yeah. yeah. And then I, I thought about it afterwards, like Sean Connery was like Scottish, right? There, there you go. Like the first yeah, one. Right. So yeah. it never even, I'm <laughs> yes. stupid. I, I, I retract my previous statement. My <laughs> so bad. It could totally work. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, she also said, um, think of India as Europe. Polish, English, German, Russian, and Greek are very distinct. Indian languages are as different. If anything, Hindi is closer to French and English than Telugu or Tamil. Look up language families on Wiki. They are not dialects. They are languages. That was one of the things I think we had mentioned. Like, we didn't know how, like, almost like vocabulary to even describe it. That it's not just like they're dialects of the same language in these cultures. They are, like, completely different languages, completely different cultures that happen to be in the same country. Uh, as far as I've understood now. So there's a lot more to learn there. Um, certainly for this, like a, a dumb show like ours, we do our best, but it's not our goal to learn a lot about a specific culture for the show or anything, but using pop culture as a bridge to learn about other cultures is what's so beautiful about sharing mm-hmm. art, I think, around the world. So uh, we definitely yeah. want to do our best. Um, this one in particular is the one that I had the most issue with that was the most explanatory from this person that I was so thankful for. So she said, guys, his name is Ramu Raju, Rama Raju. We had messed it up so many times if his name was Ram or Raju or the subtitles would be weird. I never understood that. Um, So his name is Rama Raju. So at times he is called Ram or Raju. In India, it is also common to call someone Anna, elder brother, or Tamudu, younger brother, even if not related. In subtitles, they would sometimes replace references to Anna to Raju. So the little girl hmm. would say Anna at this guy. And I'd be like, what the fuck? Anna, Elsa, got it, frozen. <laughs> yeah. I've seen it. What's happening? <laughs> Didn't understand it. And it's like the subtitles would then change it. And then on top of that, when you start the movie, it's in like Portuguese uh, for some reason on that app, on the Netflix app. And then you have to change it into Hindi, which is also, <laughs> we found out, like not what it was recorded in. It was just so strange. Mm-hmm. So there's just a lot of variables there, and I think we did our best, but I was so grateful that a, a listener reached out to us, a new listener that didn't need to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, that was really cool. Hopefully we got some clarification from that. Uh, I certainly mm-hmm. did, and uh, it enhances the movie for me a little bit. So uh, thank you, anybody, for listening. That was great. Yeah, and I don't know if it came up on that episode or not, but one half of the male voices on that episode is, in fact, Indian, which is me. Yeah. And I don't know shit. I don't know shit about anything. Yeah, it's funny because you don't really, like... I, you've never been to India. You don't really, no. like, follow anything from that. But, yeah, in the same vein, it's kind of like, we got to pass, though. Brent's got to pass, at least, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's like, look... <laughs> There's a whole spectrum of Indian people. Some of them are very, very smart and kind and thoughtful <laughs> and generous. And then you have me. I don't know shit about fuck. I'm not trying to be knowledgeable. There you go. I'm just trying to occasionally be fun yeah, on yeah. a podcast. There you go. But, you know. Uh, but, yes, yeah, thank you so much for the, the listeners that reached out. With the amount of uh, uh, listens that we had on the episode and then, like, the amount of, like, retweeting and whatnot, the, this was, like, a, a huge response for us. Yeah, super cool. Uh, I'm surprised we didn't have anyone like be shitty to us because i was <laughs> bracing for that after i saw it blow up right. but uh but yeah it was nice that uh that, that people were were so nice and uh and patient with us um because yeah, you know our, our intentions were good we we genuinely enjoyed that movie have you seen rrr daniel no i was gonna try to watch it while i was doing art but then when i saw mm-hmm. subtitles I'm like oh i gotta turn it off because yeah. i can't <laughs> yeah. draw on recent time like i can't art, do art, art. yeah it's just three it's just three hours i'm like uh it's a i need lot. three hours to do Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't, and I have a busy schedule as it is. 
Sure. With, yeah. Uh, trying to house and trying to do an art challenge for the month. Oh, cool. Yeah. So. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, do you want to tell the listeners about your your art well, challenge that curious. you've you've locked yourself into for the for the yes. remainder of the month? Yeah. And uh, yes, the art challenge I'm doing is called the Street Timber. It is a daily drawing, well, digital drawing on Procreate of uh, Street Fighter characters. Mm. A list I put together of thirty characters, and uh, I'm currently on character. So I'm like uh, 10, 11 days behind. <laughs> hey, that's curious. more than we did. But uh, yeah, so I'm probably going to carry it on into October. Cool. So I'll probably do like Streetober. So, nice. But uh, yeah, I'm trying to finish the 30 characters. I also celebrate like uh, I'm having more fun like figuring things out on it because um, I just got an iPad Pro and I've been learning Procreate. Nice. I've mostly been uh, drawing on paper, inks and stuff like that and scanning my drawings and coloring in Photoshop. But this like takes that away and I'm, I want to learn more how to do digital art. Mm-hmm. So like challenges like this get me uh, more like uh, involved with how like the process works and stuff like that. So that's always every challenge I've done is trying to get better at something in art wise. And this is that one. And uh, kind of one of the things I've been figuring out is uh, making gifts. Mm-hmm. So I got a little fun doing that. I'm trying to make one right now for Balrog. And uh, I'm like half, not halfway, more than less than halfway done with it because it's drawing multiple drawings i used to do animation in high school oh cool so i have an idea of a traditional animation how it works so that's kind of like how the gifts are made so i'm working on that right now but yeah if you check out at least once a week i'll be posting something i'm trying to do it within the two or three days but uh i keep giving myself more harder things to draw right so like the more i add the more time it takes i'm like "Ah." but i'm having fun doing it so i guess that's the main part having fun and learning new things Mm-hmm. But yeah, check it out. My Instagram, you know, Street Timber is the hashtag if you want to look it up. Uh, yeah, there's tons of other good street fighter art out there, but yeah. That's awesome. We'll put your social media links in the show notes here so people can find that pretty easily for you. So it's at uh, Sanchez Goes West on Twitter and Instagram, right? Yes, that's correct. Okay. That's cool. a cool idea too. Um, I haven't done a ton of it, but I also have pro- uh, Procreate and I love it. It's it's super fun. And it's I, I like your idea of like learning it through doing mm-hmm. a, a challenge so that you know you're going to be like daily using stuff and then try to mm-hmm. try to do it. Because like I'll do stuff sometimes and I'm like, oh, I need to learn. I need to use like a mask on this. And then I'll just basically just YouTube it and find the answer. And then I immediately forget it. And I keep being like, what what is a mask? Like, what am I really even doing here? I don't know yeah. really what the process is. So just uh, kind of sitting down to actually do that and learn it is, uh, is a, that's a good way. I like that. It could be super fun. I, I have an app on my iPad that's called No Create. And oh. if I use my Apple Pencil, it just puts digital termites in it. And it's just, it, it really is not helpful. But I'm, yeah, I'm determined, you know? That's good. Yeah. You gotta have goals. Mm-hmm. Um, but also it, it short circuited my ipad and won't turn back oh on so no. it's yeah so it's uh, honestly it's living up to his name so that's pretty good it's the best <laughs> best 99.99 i've ever spent oh wow a month it's very expensive it's a subscription it's bougie yeah yes absolutely it's called bougie it, it's called bougie uh, that's the that's the home company of no create check it out you bougie know no create <laughs> yeah. man interesting i hadn't heard of that one uh, mm. i'm gonna stay away myself i want to i want to keep my my ipad on but um i don't know you know i I, I, I use it as a flex i'll be like look at this <laughs> hunk of, uh, of of machinery i've got here won't turn it on because of a bad choice i've made got fanny with so. it or hit you with it mm. which one do you want <laughs> yeah i uh 
I, I don't know that that's really the best thing you should do, but I do like Procreate. And if you want to go the no create route, you can go that way. Um, Procreate's mm-hmm. cheaper, I will say, than the no create. But um, uh, I'll, if you want, Brent, I will draw you a picture and then just send it to mm-hmm. your phone. And then you can just imagine that you're able to to color it and, and work with it that way. Okay. And then... Um, well, mm-hmm. I, I had actually, as you were talking, I just signed up for no create on my phone oh, as no. well. So oh, that's fucked. No. Yeah. So, um, so it's, is it already ter- digital termites? It's, it's our, it's already fucked up. Yeah. Wow. It's bad. There's really a, 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 a digital hornet's nest that got installed oh, as no. well. I guess they had an update to the app. So, have, I mean, that's cool. I, I they like that they, in the update? they have some bugs. Yeah. <laughs> but they won't work them out. They only add to them. That's the issue. That's too upsetting. Well, mm-hmm. let's stay off your computer then, okay? Okay. I was about to just, I was about to hit Don't purchase on my, my Mac. It. Okay. Oh, hold on. Uh, hold on. So uh, I had a couple of things I wanted to mention, uh, things I've been watching or whatever, but um, did you guys have anything as well for that today? We can go around in a circle maybe. All, all of my stuff is G.I. Joe related, oh, so yeah, I'll, I'll wait right. till, till later in the convo for, for that. Daniel, do you have anything outside of uh, G.I. Joe stuff you wanted to mention? Uh, I've been watching. Well, the things I like to mention was probably uh, Tokyo Vice. Mm. It's kind of related. Oh, okay. it was a good show. It was HBO. It's about uh, I think it takes place in the nineties with the uh, American uh, journalist trying to be part of a uh, right the news the news um one of the Japanese news things very well known and uh, it's pretty cool. It, it has a tie into the Yakuza. Yakuza. <laughs> Can't say it right. Um, but it was it's very filmed very nicely and it kind of gives you a good uh, idea of the world of the of Japanese underworld. Mm-hmm. It was a mm-hmm. cool show. And then what else I'm watching? I'm watching the Tyson document. Um, oh, not documentary. What's it called? But where they talks about Mike Tyson it goes through his life. Is that where they have actors playing Mike Tyson? Mm-hmm. Is that that type of thing? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is that on? Is that on Hulu? I didn't know about that. Yeah, it's on Hulu. I think okay. I watched the first two or three episodes. It's pretty good. I mean, I know he's got a lot of controversy around him, surrounding him, and stuff like that. So, mm. I'm just Why? curious to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Let me. Is is it just called Tyson? Because I typed that into the just yeah, watch it's called app. Tyson. It's just I've, called Tyson. And I've got like four different things I know, that came so up. Mike Tyson things. I had no idea. And, and they're all just T Y S O N. Yeah. Wild. It's just okay. called Tyson. Tyson miniseries. Got it. J- yeah. Jamie Fox. That was pretty good. Uh, no, I it's called is it a different Tyson. Is, How many Tysons are there? <laughs> well, there, there's the people that make chicken. Oh, uh, uh-huh. sure. It, I think it's just called Mike. Is it? Is it this oh, one? Oh no, it's called. Oh no, yeah, it's called Mike. Sorry, Mike. Okay, okay, cool. Gotcha. That's so funny because I have like a vivid memory in my brain from yesterday that it was called Tyson because I came <laughs> across it. So we're on the same page That's here. Funny. But Mike, okay, yeah. yes, on Hulu. Anyway, yeah. about this about this show, you said that. Uh, have you watched all of it? No, not all of it. I've only watched the first two, three episodes of it. It's pretty cool, like getting how he got into boxing, and it's it's a pretty cool story. And then um, I'm curious to see where it goes from there. I mean, we know his history and stuff like that, so see how they're going to handle that. But I think the first few episodes are pretty cool, like kind of his origin story. Like that's a it was a really cool origin story based on his uh, stuff. Yeah, right on. And then, other than that. Uh, I watched that um, Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Did you watch the so, series? I did. Okay. And I was like, 
I was like, when I watched the movie in the series, I'm like, did I miss something? <laughs> I think there was an episode or something was missing. I must have missed something because I could have sworn that uh, the series ended him fighting their fighting Shredder. And then the movie mm-hmm. starts like, oh, yeah, Shredder's already defeated. I'm like, what? Yeah, I <laughs> but it's like, uh, we're going to sweep that under the rug. Don't worry about it. Yeah. No, it was a cool, it, uh, it was a cool movie. It was a really great animation. And um, it's even yeah, wild to see that. No, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. I was like, it just took me a while to get used to the character designs. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was having a hard time with that in the beginning of the TV series, but uh, once you get used to it, it's like it's pretty good. Like the story and the characters are pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I didn't watch that that series. I was still waiting until I finished up the the previous one, the CGI animated oh, Nickelodeon that was a great, show. Uh, that was a great I, one, I just yeah. haven't watched that last season, and then mm-hmm. I figured I would I would start with with Rise, but um, I like the animation a lot. It's two D mm-hmm. animated, and I I think the like especially Leonardo, I think they're they're so good at getting a good Leonardo character design. Even that weird Michael Bay produced Ninja Turtle uh, two set of movies, I thought Leonardo looked the best. Um, for whatever reason, they're trapped in this this era of designing Raphael with the the full like do rag oh, yeah. where like the top of the skull is is covered. And I like that every once in a while, but like it just seems like that's that's the only direction they're going for his mask. But um, all that said, I I was curious about the the movie because I heard that that excitement for it was like pretty intense in the the Turtles community. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm glad that uh, you said you liked it, right? Yeah, I liked it. It was pretty good. Mm -hmm. It's uh, the main antagonist is the Krang. So it's pretty cool. Okay, how they tie everything together. Like the only thing I think I had was a, a disconnect from like the TV series. In the movie, I'm like, I think I missed something, but mm-hmm. it was a good movie overall. Good story. I mean, if you didn't watch the show, you, you can watch the movie by itself. Oh, cool. Okay. Are your kids into Ninja Turtles at all? No. Fuck those. <laughs> Just ICP. Just ICP. If my wife will watch me, she's like, why are you watching cartoons? I'm like, I don't know. I like it. <laughs> Leave she me alone. looks at me like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> you just dive back into your cereal. Fuck you, man. <laughs> you do you, man. Uh, I'm looking at the poster for this. I'm curious because why is um, not only does Raph have the full do rag, but he's also like twice the size of any other turtle. Is that just the perspective? Yeah. Here, or is he does he Hulk out? He's all, he's pretty Hulk out. I like kind of I kind of like that because mm-hmm. they say like, well, I guess they think um, if you think of like how the turtles and thought like how they come together, like uh, Donatello is the main one, right? Right. Okay, the names mixed up. Uh, Leonardo is the the leader. Is okay. that what you're yeah, yeah. Leonardo is mm-hmm. the leader, and Donatello is a smart one, and then Raphael is like the more angry, rage one. Right. And then Michelangelo is like the youngest one. I would think like him being like, say he's like the middle brother, mm-hmm. and then he's like, you would think he'd like be like the angry, full of rage, just being bulked out and like being strong and be the strongest of them all. Gotcha. So it makes sense. I just that. didn't think. I didn't think. I don't think he needs to be that tall though. If he was like a shorter, stockier one, right? That'd be, cool. that'd be kind of nice, yeah. Wrestler, yeah. yeah, like him, yeah. But like That's... in the show, he's mm-hmm. the leader. He's mm-hmm. the leader of the Teenage Mutant Turtles. So it's kind of weird they took that angle of it, but yeah, yeah. Because like the first thing you learn about the Ninja Turtles back in the like when you grow up watching the '87 animated series is Leonardo leads. It's right there. It the... <laughs> they wrote the lyrics. <laughs> it's it's laid out for you. And, uh, you know, Raphael is, yeah, he's the brute. He's the, he's the hothead. He, he gets pissed yeah, off about, sure. yeah, he, he gets pissed off about everything. So I, I guess like my reticence for that whole concept is like, well, what does Leonardo do? Like 
He leads. It's in the song, as we've stated. <laughs> That's it, you know? But he's he's boy, voiced he's voiced by Ben Schwartz oh, that's, of uh, Sonic the Hedgehog gotcha. fame and, and Ducktales and whatnot. But um, one of his yeah. many blue cartoon characters he voices. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, he was Dewey and um, others. Sonic. Yep, Dewey, Sonic, <laughs> Leonardo. That's that it. Be, that the trifecta. But that's still three really that's, recognizable blue characters. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's cool. I hadn't. Uh, I had never watched that series because. Oh, partly because uh the the actual turtle design i wasn't that into um i didn't really know much about it anyway i wasn't gonna like seek it out necessarily but uh, i still like the like og movies and and tv show from the 80s and 90s and stuff so um mm-hmm. and i have been watching those movies lately those uh those are pretty rad I, I still like those ones a lot but um i'm gonna have to check this one out i i'm excited for the new seth rogan produced one the new point gray mm-hmm. ninja turtle stuff they're working out i feel like he and Evan Goldberg, his producing partner, would really be able to have it. Like they grew up with it as well, they'd have a good grasp on it. So I'm curious to see what they would do. Yeah, with it. especially in like the comedy especially, realm. Yeah, especially after they did the the Invincible series that came out. Oh great. yeah, right. Yeah, I thought you were yeah. gonna say Sausage so like, Party, and I was like, what are you gonna say about Sausage Party? <laughs> but the Invincible series, yeah, was really good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and they're uh, producing a Darkwing Duck animated oh series God. as well, from what I remember. Wow. So this is this is really working out for me personally. I know, yeah, it's a good time but, uh, to be alive for for Brent. <laughs> it's good. I've heard that the that we haven't seen up to this point, or the point that we're recording today, we haven't seen any character designs, like official character designs or animation from right. that Point Grey film. But I've heard that they're picking up some influences from the Spider Verse movie oh, okay the animated one yeah so oh, that'll cool. be cool yeah see. yeah interesting to see what they come up with um mm-hmm. all right cool uh do you have anything else do you want to mention? no I, I got nothing else all right cool um i want to mention uh one movie in particular and then maybe mention another one that i watched last night because i am fully into my horror movie watch for 2022 uh even okay. in august i was starting to watch some of them but in september now even though it's like 90 fucking degrees outside in houston texas i'm like fuck you i'm wearing a long sleeve shirt I, I I bathed and shower and it showered today in pumpkin spice. Um, it's in crevices, guys. I can't get it out, mm-hmm. but I smell delicious. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so we're fully into that right now, and uh, we we watch a lot of movies that we know already. My wife and I are both into horror movies in October and fall and everything, but uh, we also obviously like to watch new things. So we had heard a lot about this movie called X, and we watched oh, that yeah. the other day. So it's Ty West's new movie. And I had watched it really because I heard good things about X, but um, in particular, I heard that they were doing a prequel and a a trailer had come out for a movie called Pearl that was based on the same premise. And it's like X just came out in like March of this year, March 18th. And then Pearl is out in theaters like right now. So like within the same year, they like released the second movie and apparently a third is on the way. Um, And so I wanted to check it out. I knew it had some good people in it. It's got um, Brittany Snow, uh, who I always love. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, she dresses like Marilyn Monroe in this. Oh. I have to go. It's yeah, it's beautiful. Uh, Jenna mm-hmm. Ortega from Scream Five, and uh, she's just like a new Scream Queen. She's awesome. She's in it. Um, I'm looking at this, and I'm floored right now. There's, uh, there's. It, it's basically about a group of people in the '70s who, in Texas, they go out to like a, a a farm that's owned by two old people, and they're going to shoot a porno film there, and and then like horror movie stuff ensues or whatever. Right? That's all I really knew about it. I didn't know much mm-hmm. about it. 
Um, my wife watched the trailer before, but I closed my eyes and my ears. I didn't want to know about it. Um, but so there's a guy in it who's part, he's one of the porn stars. And I just realized it's Kid Cudi. I didn't know that. And I'm, <laughs> he's good in this. I am floored by that. I, I have to rewatch this movie just for that alone. That's, that's crazy. Um, super yeah. cool. Uh, Mia Goth is the one that I heard so much about. She's, she was Pearl. I knew that for the, this, this prequel movie, but she's also Maxine, um, in this movie. And the X stands for like the X factor that she's supposed to have, you know, as as a performer or whatever in this. But um, it, it it harkens back to, you know, 70s movies, definitely like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, although that movie's a little uh, grosser than this one, I would say. Um, but it definitely has mm-hmm. that feeling. It, it, it just feels good. I, I really loved it. Um, Amanda and I both had a really good time watching this movie. I didn't know what to expect. Really, I tried to stay away from it. I just heard good things. But uh, it just has a good vibe. There are certain movies right now that have been coming out. We're kind of a, uh, in a, a slasher renaissance, and I'm just really digging horror movies right now for the most part. I've never been a huge Ty West fan, so I didn't know what I would think of it. I'm, I'm kicking myself now because I rented this movie for $6. You could purchase it for $10, but I didn't know. I've done that before and been burned, and then I own a movie forever that I don't really want, uh, like on mm-hmm. iTunes. But uh, I, I'm kicking myself for not going ahead and buying this uh, initially, but... Um, he's done some stuff that I kind of like, I just, I, I don't really get into it as much as like people really like talk about his stuff. Um, he did house of the devil, um, the innkeepers people really raved about, and I just didn't get, um, and then he did X and Pearl. He's, he also is a part of like a group, um, of other filmmakers that have made some stuff. So he shows up in other people's movies, like you're next, um, is like a friend of his movies sort of thing. As far as I understand that's Adam Wingard. And it's like Adam Wingard as well. I also feel the same kind of way. Like some of his movies are really hit. Some of them are misses for me. But um, mm-hmm. some of their things, when they hit, they fucking nail it. And this one, I cannot recommend X enough. I thought it was so okay. much fun. If you're into any kind of horror movies, especially 70s old school slashers and stuff, uh, this mm-hmm. one, it, 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 it is nostalgic and it hits those right. And it feels right. It has a good feeling for like fall movies or, and, and just like horror movies and stuff. But then at the same time, it is uh, really gory and uh, just a hell of a lot of fun. So um, mm-hmm. performances were really great. I thought um, Mia Goth in particular, I'd heard like she's a new scream queen and she's amazing. And uh, I cannot wait for Pearl. We watched the trailer afterwards. And now I'm like, I am sold on all of this idea. Uh, it's so interesting. And uh, so, yeah, I it's only for rent right now. It's not streaming anywhere, but uh, definitely worth the money for sure. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah I had, had heard something about a movie called Pearl that was like a sequel or prequel or something. It was some way related to X. I did not realize it was already out right. as of right now. Crazy. You know, that's that's super fast. Yeah. And I don't know when that's they started crazy. making it, if he was secretly making it at the same time sort of thing or what. I don't know. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it just seems like a cool idea. It's It's kind of like when Scream came out and then like Scream 2 came out like within a year of that mm-hmm. one they were like well, let's, let's green light a sequel and they just went for it and uh i kind of love that they're just going for it and then hoping it works out and man did that did this one work out so mm-hmm. that kind of reminds me of the one year difference between the original ninja turtles movie and then secret of the ooze coming out a year later mm, the, but yeah. the main difference being that well we had a different voice actor for donatello uh-huh. and then also they couldn't use their actual weapons so they had to use like sausages and um, Have we talked like about toys? I'm back, cold cuts, man. It's the best one ever. I'm <laughs> back, cold cuts. Come on. Why couldn't they use their weapons? I don't remember that. Uh, because of like issues with like 
they were trying to like get around like um it was like a violence, violence or whatever okay. yeah. Uh, yeah and like at the time in the states you could have nun- nunchucks and like oh, animation right. or whatever but across the the pond over there where uh ye old winston from Ooh. erie international yeah, resides indeed. um they they can't have uh or like nunchucks were outlawed like or something illegal. like that yeah yeah, yeah. that's so mm-hmm. interesting to me i'm like and matter of fact get it that the whole thing was true for ninjas in general because they were teenage mutant hero turtles right. over there that one still can you me. believe it so all that to say i wonder if the movie pearl she like they don't have like actual weapons like there's an, um, an axe on the, the cover, but instead they use like, yeah, cold cuts and shit. <laughs> it could still work. I feel like they, it could work. They they throw chicken feet at people. That would that would hurt. Mm-hmm. Sharp. Yep. Yeah. Scaly. And for, they use a blood orange because they're like, well, it's, like, it's right there in the title. <laughs> you know, that works. Yeah, that's fine. You can make someone choke mm-hmm. on a blood orange. I think you could kill someone with that. Mm-hmm. Jason Bourne yeah. could do it. <laughs> Jack Candle could do it. <laughs> listen even no, the dogs right. are excited about this show man everybody's excited that's great about it. Um, <laughs> the other uh only other one i wanted to mention was uh we watched haunt last night that's on shutter uh it's a movie oh. by uh someone and someone you know um it's a movie by the guys who wrote a quiet place that's how i had first found it and this is their oh. they wrote and directed this movie i think i mentioned it last year um it's basically like an extreme haunted house and some kids go in and then they're like really being attacked in it and so it's like creepy clown sort of things but it just has a really good vibe as well for like fall they have some good shots of like you know orange and red trees and stuff yeah there's like a clown is this the poster okay yeah Yeah. man all those masks they look cool super fucking cool uh it's scott beck and brian woods they're like a, a producing writing partner i guess um, so yeah, they had done a quiet place. It's like a spec script that one got picked up and then done by John Krasinski. And then they had made this film, uh, as well. And, uh, the actors in it all like teenage actors, all very good, very believable. Um, it's scary as shit. My wife and I just had a blast watching this one last night. We felt like this one came out in 2019. I think we found it last year, maybe on shutter. Mm-hmm. And, um, but after watching X and then this one, uh, it just two newer horror movies that both knocked it out of the park and just had super fun with. So, uh, it wasn't like a double feature for us, but, uh, mm-hmm. two nights in a row we're we're just on a good run. I, I hope tonight, whatever we pick is going to be great. So, uh, pressure's on her, I guess. Cause I picked these two. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not, you're like, mm, not as good as hot. <laughs> is it? Mm, interesting. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, that was just fun. We've been into that lately. Um, all kinds of horror stuff. So, um, always good to, to find new movies and, and be thrilled mm-hmm. by them. So we've had a, we've had a good time right now. Daniel, do you like Halloween stuff? Do you like uh, spooky movies? That type of thing? I don't like ghost movies. Um, I have a vivid imagination as a kid. <laughs> so anything supernatural kind of just like I'm trying to go to sleep and I'll start thinking about it and then I'll just freak myself mm-hmm. out. There you go. Yeah. But uh, I do like monster movies. I, I mean, I don't mind violent horror movies, I guess, which mm-hmm. is, I guess I should mind that more than anything. But um, yeah, I like you're like ghosts. Yeah. Not a fan. Axe yeah. murderers. Eh, kind of cool. Like it's all right. like, <laughs> demon, like demon possession. Uh-huh. Stuff, like still gets me. You know, yeah, 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 and has to do, I guess, like the background of religion. Yeah, thing. for sure. Even though it still gets me, and I can't like watch it. My wife can watch it, and she'll be fine. I'm like, I was like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just coming to bed, like all scared. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> I like the thrill of horror movies when they they don't always scare me. I I do try to let let go of myself and let it be like let yourself get the thrill, let yourself be scared. Um, mm-hmm. 
I don't get like nightmares from them or if I do, I kind of enjoy it. Like it's like, Ooh, like the other night we watched something. And then like that night I imagined an entire scenario of what Halloween ends. The new movie could be like, I had a whole dream about it. Oh yeah. And I was, mm-hmm. I woke up giddy cause I dreamed about Michael Myers that night. It was awesome. <laughs> but like the whole time he was just murdering people in front of me, you know, left yeah. and right. So, uh, mm-hmm. interesting that way. But, uh, yeah, some people are really into it. Some people are not. Or like, like you said, like certain things are like that's a no go for me. I like that's why I like yeah. horror movies. It's kind of you might have your own scare you're not into. You know, mm-hmm. it can be fun. Yeah, I do like watching around this time. Uh, I guess Hocus Pocus. Yeah, it's like a must. Okay, and I look forward to the second one. Right right now. <laughs> I was gonna yeah, ask. Yeah, but <laughs> I look forward to it just to see. I'm like, I see what they do with it. But absolutely, yeah. yeah. yeah we do have some Halloween movies we watch here at the house. We'll watch them. Yeah, but we don't watch too many. Well, I mean, they do. We don't. I mean, I remember I try to show my kids uh, Gremlins. Uh-huh. And oh, like, yeah. the first one, you know, the first one like super dark. Right. And, like my kids are like, oh, Dad, turn this off. I'm like, really? It's not that bad. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like it didn't scare me when I was a kid. That's funny. But, yeah. mm-hmm. Now they now they can watch it. They don't they don't mind. But when they're really young, I try to show them, and they're like, no, they're like this is off. too much, Dad. <laughs> yeah. Have Have you shown them Gremlins two, the new batch? Uh, I don't think so. Oh my I god! I can't remember. It's like oh slapstick. Like you I gotta, started with that one. Yeah, you gotta treat yourself. You gotta treat yourself with that one. That one's it's wild. So much fun. It's it's so stupid. Gremlins. Well, the I've first seen one's it, the yeah. better movie, but yeah, the second one is just so yeah. much fun. It's so weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, do you guys have anything else that you wanted to mention before we That's it saunter right over now. to the land of the Joes? Oh my goodness! All right, yeah, I'm excited about this because. Um, I had never seen any of the G.I. Joe movies, and so I'm glad that uh, Sanchez here had recommended that. I know also, Daniel, mm-hmm. you've done in the past some G.I. Joe like pictures you've drawn. Was that mm-hmm. also for like a G.I. Joe month or something like that, or you just do that regularly? Uh, yeah, I did. Um, I think uh, Inktober one year, I did a Joe-tober. Right, yeah. I drew like 30 ink drawings of G.I. Joe-related characters. Mm-hmm. And then one time I, I did Joe-member twice. I did one doing a like wash paintings hmm. of G.I. Joe's. I think it was the last time I was on, that's what I talked about. Right, and right. that one, I didn't finish either because it was just, it was just <laughs> too much. It that's a big commitment, like, man. Yeah, especially in the month of November when you're like, good to prepare for um, Thanksgiving and everything and all the family stuff starts popping up. Right. I'm like, oh man, mm-hmm. I ran out of time. But I did finish all the drawings. Cool. And then last year I tried doing, because on the outturn of um, doing a 24-hour comic book day last year, mm-hmm. right? was it last mm-hmm. year? I didn't finish that one, but I did finish the story eventually. I was like, oh, I do more comics. And then I tried doing a 12-page story in the month of November. But, yeah, once again, when uh, things are ramping up for the holidays, it's, you know, we get busy out here getting stuff mm-hmm. ready for Thanksgiving, Christmas, all the things. You sure. know, so. so, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I've drawn stuff and looked up things. So I wouldn't say I'm an expert on G.I. Joe, but I do enjoy it. I have fond memories of the toys as a kid. And I read up on, I've been reading up on the older comic book series Marvel did in the I want to say 80s or 90s mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so so my knowledge is somewhat good but not i'm not like expert like other people out there so i didn't if someone's listen- listening here think i'm an expert i'm not an expert i did I, yeah i didn't <laughs> listen to everything you said but i did hear gi joe and the word expert a lot so that's what <laughs> yes that's what stood yeah. out to me yeah. i think that we're having some delays with the internet <laughs> yeah. but yes oh my god <laughs> I am a G.I. Joe expert. Yeah, that's what I heard. That's what I that's heard. That's what I heard, yeah. <laughs> that's how you guys can edit the beginning. G.I. Joe expert. Yeah, Joe Renover. Yeah. Uh, Britt, what about you? I was wondering your, your history with the G.I. Joes, if any. 
so I don't really have a huge history with the Joes. Uh, I remember watching the the animated series back in the day, but really it was just like on until Ninja Turtles came there on or go. whatever. Yeah. You know, it's just like something to have on in the background. I had a few G.I. Joe toys. I had like this weird like little tank thing and so, like a couple of the little action figures, but I think they were like henchman type characters or whatever. I didn't have any any like name characters mm-hmm. or whatever, um, but it was like the, the little like henchman that came with the tank. And then like maybe one or two other ones. But that was like when I realized that, oh, you can break toys. Oh, no. Because, yeah, the little like rubber band that like held oh, yeah. the arms in place or whatever that that Just came apart. <laughs> yeah. So um, I had to like luckily like the 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 rubber band itself didn't break. I just had to like figure out a way to like loop it back around the little like hook internally. But uh, yeah, that was a, a harsh lesson to learn for a, right. a five year old me. I was like, oh, oh shit, I thought these mine. were just invincible, you know? That would happen a lot, because you, you maneuver, you know, like, you maneuver it, like, turn, twist it side to side, and I didn't mm-hmm. realize that I was, like, wearing out the rubber band, so when it snapped, I'm like, oh, my God, I have all these <laughs> half G.I. Joes everywhere, I'm like, oh, no. But then, um, I, my parents, my mom had, like, a bag of, like, little small rubber bands for your hair. Yeah, yeah. And I'd use those mm-hmm. to fix them. Like, I, I'd screw it, get my dad's tools and screw it, and put the rubber band in there, and put it back together, I'm like, oh, it's good as new. Oh, that's again. awesome. Yeah. A little G.I. Joe yeah. surgery going on there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I had... What about you? I had, uh, like, the more... Uh, like I said in the beginning of the show, I had my G.I. Joe-influenced imaginary friend. I suppose that's where it came from, because I really, I really mm-hmm. was into, like, military stuff. I have a, a picture of myself as a child that I, I remember the memory so vividly. I can I can smell the, the camo mask I was wearing still. Like, I got, uh, for Christmas, like, a, a gun set. It was a huge like machine gun like a rambo style machine gun like long barrel thing that i loved uh and like this like camo mask and steven steven were you born into a militia listen maybe <laughs> I, I thought he was gonna say i, I could smell the napalm i could smell the napalm. <laughs> from five-year-old me oh my god um yeah i was super into it for a while though like military stuff i feel like I did grow up with uh american exceptionalism as a, as an ideal in our family you know that's a lot of a lot of families in America that way, but um, I have such a different view of the military and military spending in our country now, and how many other things I would rather that money go towards. Um, and then, but at the time in the eighties, with like I loved fucking Rambo, uh, like like all those movies too much as a kid. Like they're so violent, but I loved all that stuff. I loved bloody martial arts films as a kid. Like my parents would pretty much let, let us watch whatever, and so uh, I watched whatever. And, uh, but I really was into G.I. Joe. I don't have any, I, it's like I left it behind a long time ago. I don't, I don't have a lot of memories of it necessarily, like cartoons and toys that I specifically had or anything like that. But I just remember having like a big love of that franchise growing up. Um, and then, so I was really glad that you suggested this. Like I said, I had never thought the movies looked, they looked kind of like cheesy action movies. Uh, when I was watching trailers for them this time after watching Snake Eyes, I kind of had the idea that, um, they were like the Transformers movies or like Fast and the Furious, which Brent had to get me into. Like, I didn't really understand why that was like a thing, like why people liked them until mm-hmm. I got it. And then I was like, oh my God, this is so fun. Um, so I had never watched any of these. I'm curious now if I should watch them in reverse order since I've seen Snake Eyes first. <laughs> should I just watch? I think it's Retaliation. That was like the second one. And they're not really related. This is like a mm-hmm. reboot and, you know, kind of different thing. But um, I was like, I'm curious now. I'm definitely going to see them. So uh, Retaliation was was available like on Prime Video. And the first movie, mm-hmm. Rise of Cobra, I think, is that, or that's what this one's called. Rise of Cobra, is that the G.I. Joe 
Yeah, that's the the first one, right? With uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Right. So random. Uh, yeah, I've never seen that. Yeah. But yeah, so that one's you have to it's rent. Not, it's not streaming right. anywhere. Yeah, so it's like maybe I'll get to it, but uh, uh, so yeah, Daniel. Yeah, you're not missing anything. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I figured you might say that. I'm curious. Obviously, we're going to talk a lot about this movie, but uh, I'm curious. The other, do you like the other two movies, or Brent? Have you seen them as well? But Daniel, you first. Have you? Do you like those mm-hmm. movies at all? Um, the first one was pretty bad. It was pretty <laughs> much of like uh, the good the guy who directed. He did like uh, all the Mummy series, right? Oh, he did. Yeah, Stephen Summers. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, so it's like it's in that vein. Mm-hmm. I was just like, oh god. But not the great. Second, the, the second one, yeah, the road retaliation was pretty good. I think it was, it was a better step up. I mean, it still has issues, but uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, I know you said I suggested. I think I think Brent suggested it for me to come on to talk about it. I really didn't suggest the movie. Oh, I like that. No, yes, the, I was out of Again, the loop with that. Yeah, much much like uh, fucking up Indian people's names and <laughs> the the languages. This this is my fault yet again. Um, I just wanted an excuse for one Daniel to come back on and two to discuss GI Joe stuff because um, yeah, this is not going to be a winning episode for a, a lot of a lot of people. It'll be you interesting know? though. Um, yeah. At least you didn't do it like uh, like when we invited Austin Wilson on to discuss Superman because he doesn't like Superman. Yeah. And you're like you were like, well, I just <laughs> you love Superman, right? I just he's like, no, fuck that character with Superman. And then uh, with with Daniel though, at least we do know that he's into GI Joe. This is for yes. real. I, yeah, I assume no, I you like suggested it, but yeah, I do. I do enjoy GI Joe. I do enjoy the toys, and remember, I have a very fond memory of the cartoons. So I mean, yeah, I like GI Joe. It's not like I don't hate them, but the mm-hmm. movies. Oh, different issue. <laughs> <laughs> so you're Look, I, an expert, yes, though, was what I heard right there. Brent, back to you. <laughs> yes, I am an expert. <laughs> I heard it. I heard it. Sounds sounds right to me. Uh, but I, I feel you on the, the movie front because, like, you know, you and I, like all of us here on the, the episode today, we all love the Turtles, but most of their movies are bad. Mm-hmm. It's just, unfortunately, they're just not good. But I still yeah. have a, a love for that franchise. Um, so yeah, why don't we just get into some, some Joe talk? Oh, Stephen, to answer your question, oh, I have yeah. seen the those other two movies, um, and I'm in agreement with Daniel. The first one's pretty bad. Second one is a little bit better, but not a whole lot. That said, I am curious to go back and rewatch them just to see, like, oh, this they thought this these movies were going to be good or watchable, you know? Well, and I, I it's like the first one I knew uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt was in, and like that was mm-hmm. as I, I, it looked like confusing, like it's like. Oh, I don't know. Like, I just never got into it. The the second one, though, it's directed by John M. Chu. Uh, so it's like he has a there's like good people behind it. It's got The Rock and Bruce Willis mm-hmm. and Channing Tatum. And I'm like, oh, they're definitely trying to do some stuff well, with this, you know, but like it's still like it doesn't seem like it had like a big fanfare. The mm-hmm. funny part about oh, I don't want to do spoilers. The second one's pretty funny. It's like uh, it's kind of like a hard reboot. Like everyone that was in it before just like. Poof! They're all gone. So they even the second the movie or, was kind of trying to do something different. Yeah. Interesting. They, they tried to fixing their mistakes. So it was pretty good mm-hmm. though. Yeah, there was there was an actor that became super popular between the first Joe movie and the second one. And as they were on their way to release the second Joe movie, they were like, Oh, this this actor has some heat behind them. Let's go ahead and push the release date back and try to uh re-edit the movie so you get to spend more time with that character. Um, which is kind of wild because yeah, uh, like Daniel said, there's a, a lot of people that don't survive the, 
the first one into the second one. Interesting. It's interesting. I had no yeah. idea. That, yeah, the drama behind these, right? Like, uh-huh. yeah. Uh, but yeah, it kind of floored me that the the people that were involved in that second one, um, and then it also didn't really do much. Uh, it didn't seem like make a splash or whatever. But um, mm-hmm. I'm certainly, yeah, curious for, for Snake Eyes, uh, this new one. Snake Eyes G.I. Joe Origins uh, came out in 2021. Um, it, it was one of the ones I was looking it up. Uh, it was affected by COVID-19. It looked like they were filming up through February of 2020. And they were going to mm-hmm. release that year, and then it got pushed back. They did some reshoots in 2021. It got like moved up again, and then released to little fanfare as well. Like the the box office was like half the budget or something. And um, but it's COVID mm-hmm. times. Like I, I think that taints so many movies. So you don't really know you know how this would have done outside of that. Um, but yeah, I I didn't know like after the other two movies if people were really clamoring for a new GA Joe movie. Um, I certainly thought this one was better than the other two looked. That's why I'm so curious to go watch them. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so this one came out uh, last year. Uh, it's directed by Robert Schwinke. That's a fun name to say. Um, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know, but I didn't know his name. Um, he did Flight Plan and The Time Traveler's Wife. He did Red and then R.I.P.D., which also I didn't hear great things about. Um, yeah, and then the, it was a cool movie. R.I.P.D. No, Red. Oh, Red. Oh, movie. yeah. I, I did hear good yeah. things about that. He's worked with Bruce Willis a few times then. Uh, all right. Bruce Willis and then... Oh, I'm thinking the wrong one. Uh, R.I.P.D. is Jeff Bridges and Ryan Reynolds. That's right. Um, mm. So he's worked with some really that good people. That movie was bad. <laughs> I never yep. saw that one. Never saw it. Yeah. Yep. And then he did Insurgent and Allegiant of the Divergent series. So uh, he's had a, you know, kind of a rough filmography maybe overall. But uh, And then the screenplay was by... Um, uh, Anna Waterhouse, Joe Shrapnel. I mean, what a fucking name. <laughs> He's hanging out with Jack Candle somewhere. Yes. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> and then uh, Evan Speliotopoulos. I love that name. Uh, who also didn't... He's the only one with a Wikipedia page out of those three. Um, he, it looks like he used to do like sequels for Disney. He did like Jungle Book 2 and Lion King 1 and a half. He did like Things Amongst Them at least. Uh, so yeah, that was kind of interesting. Um, and then he did, uh, he wrote, I guess, Huntsman, Winter's War, Charlie's Angels reboot with Elizabeth Banks. Um, the Hercules, there's a Hercules reboot by Brett Ratner with Dwayne Johnson. With the Rock what in the it? fuck? Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The Rock, yeah, that was a funny movie. I do not remember that even coming out. That is bizarre. You know, you just hear about movies sometimes and you're like, what, what, and that, what, and then who? And then, whoa. Uh-huh. That's mm-hmm. what just happened to me right there. Um, but anyway, that's kind of the people involved. Uh, let's see. I wanted to make sure I get some of the people that are in the movie. So it stars Henry Golding as Snake Eyes, um, Andrew Koji as Tommy uh, Arash Akash. I remember them saying that in the movie, and I knew I was going to have a hard time with it. Oh, Stephen, uh, you got to get it right. Ar- uh, I learned a harsh Akash? lesson recently. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ursula Corbero as Baroness, uh, Samara Weaving as Scarlet. It was cool to see her in this. I didn't know she was going to show up. Um, mm-hmm. let's see. Oh, Haruka Abe is Akiko, the uh, head of security. She plays a big role. And yeah, I'm going to leave it there for some of the people in there. But, um, I only knew Henry Golding really out of that for the most part from Crazy Rich Asians. I told my wife I was mm-hmm. watching this and that he was in it. And I was like, yeah, that, that guy who's like the lead in this romantic comedy, he's like a fucking badass ninja. And it's crazy to see him in this. Uh, I just think he's a really charming uh attractive male so uh it was cool mm-hmm. to see him again in something i hope he has a good career but um all right so that's everybody in the movie let's talk about it the, the real quick on henry golding he was also in that movie it was like some christmas movie with uh, amelia clark from game of thorns uh-huh. not dragon house but their original game of thorns we all know right. um 
and Thrones so, or Thorns? No, it's Thorns. <laughs> if, you, if you look it up, everyone says it wrong. It's Thorns. Anyway, uh, if uh, but it last is funny Christmas. to me that this. Yeah, yeah. you, you, you gave me your heart, yeah. and then I, I just like <laughs> I incinerated it. It's, it's for Maybe ritual sacrifice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it, it is funny to see this guy who is primarily known, at least by me, as a guy right. from romantic comedies or that type of thing, uh, to be given a an action franchise like this. Um, but then I watched the movie and I was like, oh, okay, I see. I get it. Yeah, he's he's pretty badass yeah. in it, so it kind of works. But uh, there you mm-hmm. go. I can't remember. I can't believe you remembered a Christmas movie as well, Brent. Wow, that really shocks me. I, yeah, crazy. I, the only reason <laughs> I remember like this is because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my eyes rolled back. Um, but no, I I, I looked at his uh, after I watched the movie. I, I looked him up on Wikipedia just to see like what other gotcha, stuff right, he had right. been in or whatever. I saw a Christmas movie. I was like, what? What? I, yeah, I don't even mm-hmm. like that. It was a Paul Feig movie too. That's like yeah so look you know they can all be winners that's right <laughs> they can all yeah. be ghostbusters got it okay that's true um yeah so i uh i didn't I, I didn't have a lot to go into this movie with i didn't watch a trailer or anything mm-hmm. like that um i'm very curious given both of you right now i'm not sure what you're gonna say about this movie uh what what are your feelings about it uh daniel do you want to start us off what do you what do you think about this movie? sure i think like to start off, like the movie is filmed very visually nice. Like it's, it's a lot of great shots, a lot of lighting and cameras. Mm-hmm. Really great for a movie, but story wise, oh, it was not good. <laughs> Just <laughs> like I read the like the origin story for um, Snake Eyes in uh-huh. the comic books, and then it kind of takes parts of it, but it also like doesn't. So it's like uh, I didn't like the fact they had Scarlet in it and Baroness. Mm. If they would have get them out of it, maybe had some other Joe that kind of tied into it, right? Probably would have been better. But um, it felt like they were like, we need to put all the toys in. Yeah, like those are names. We got to put them in there. Yeah, yeah. Like, in based on my knowledge, I'm pretty sure even reading the books, like the comic books I read, he never really talked. I'm not sure he didn't say much in the comics, like even his Mm -hmm. origin story. So the fact that he's talking, he's showing his face a lot. I'm like, oh. I was like, <laughs> I know it would be hard to do a movie right. having someone talk, the main actor not talking. But uh, yeah, it was it's not. I don't know. It was it's a great story, but because especially the I don't know how deep you want to get to it, but uh, the story wise, but uh, oh yeah, Anything the MacGuffin of the story, the stone. I'm like, oh really? The, that's the main thing of the story is they get that stone. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it the Rising Sun or something like that? The stone was called. I no, oh, I don't remember. I definitely forgot was, a lot about the names or words <laughs> in this movie. Yeah. So like, yeah, like, something like that yeah. it had to do with the sun. I know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, did it really? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I think <laughs> Jewel of the it, it Sun. Like a, that's what it's called. Yeah. Jewel of the oh, sun. Okay. Him having like a a Batman s origin. You know, his father being killed by a gun. Some little man. Right. I was like, I'm oh, out. All I'm right. out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then I think it would have been better if he, he had ties to like actual military in the beginning. Like mm-hmm. if he actually joined the army or something like that, right. and he just kind of got washed out. And then maybe this is his rise coming back to all that. But yeah, his origin story, him just being like a street fighter and then automatically being accepted to like a ninja clan. I'm like, uh, uh, I don't think that's going to happen that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, uh, that, that did seem awfully convenient for, yeah. for that whole part of the story or whatever. Um, yeah, like. It, from my knowledge of Snake Eyes as a character, he's mostly just 
silent like he doesn't mm-hmm. to, uh, to my knowledge i've never heard of him speaking or whatever yeah. as that character maybe when he was a child or, or whatever mm-hmm. i don't know but i i don't remember was it because his he like had a, a, a i was gonna say a scratch in his throat but like <laughs> there's there some some type of um issue with his like like somebody attacked him got his neck and then it, it ruptured his vocal cords or something mm, and so he can't so speak. he doesn't speak yeah i think well, it, i don't know i don't know it, I think remembering because I haven't gone back and read it, but uh, he received Scarlet, and like he got trapped in a fire or mm-hmm. something, like, something explosion, mm-hmm. and it messed up his face and his, his like his tonsils. That was like kind of the reason why he didn't talk. But mm. even before it, he really didn't say much before, like in mm-hmm. the issues before it. But yeah, what if they treated him like the Deadpool that we got from X or yeah Wolverine, <laughs> the origin, whatever you know, where he's like yeah. What if at the end of this they like did that fire scene so that he didn't speak from then on out? You know, they like try to explain it. Um, I didn't know they much just about Matrix him. is right. Matrix is mouth yeah, shut. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I didn't know much about him at all. I I don't really recall that character that much, so I didn't really know he mm-hmm. should be silent. Um, I'm wondering now too. I'm, I'm super into these like fan edits of different movies. Now I want to make one of this movie and just cut out all of his dialogue so it just shows him and then he never responds to anybody and they're just like you're a good friend and they just move on you know but like make it like a, the the real gi joe cut you know yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of him speaking there were a few times where henry golding because he's an english actor there were a few times where his english accent snuck through there's a a line in there somewhere where he ends the word on that where it's like I don't know what the line is. It might be like, I don't know about that, but it's like, I don't know about that. You know, he yeah, like leaves like off that bit. last T or whatever. That's funny. And I was like, oh, one snuck through. But that happens from time to time. I remember hearing a story that Tom Holland told about when he was filming uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, where it's like the bodega scene where he goes mm-hmm. by to pick up a sandwich or whatever. And he talks about the bodega owner's cat. He said they shot that scene and it wasn't until they were going through the editing where they were like, oh, shit, Tom just used his normal like English <laughs> accent. None of us caught it. It had been a long day. So they had to go back in there and have him redo the, the dialogue via ADR. But, um, yeah, from from my knowledge, you don't see Snake Eye's face. He doesn't speak. So he's this full on mysterious character that's covered head to toe in, in a costume. Or at least that's what I thought. Right. So. Of the the two other Joe-related things that I consumed earlier this week, I watched the first five episodes of the original G.I. Joe cartoon, A Real American Hero, and in it, to my shock, Snake Eyes has, like, a blue costume with, like, purple goggles. (laughs) I'm like, what is this? This is is a wild wild take, but I guess this is what he originally looked like in the animated series. And And his uh, original design for Toy. Okay, okay. So that makes sense then. Because because his hands are uncovered and they're just like flesh colored. But yeah. um but yeah, he he doesn't speak in it. Uh he reacts sometimes like if everyone else pumps their fist in the air, he does that as well, but I guess he's just like silent. Like if you can imagine someone just silently pumping their <laughs> fist in there. But um what what's funny is that because he doesn't speak throughout the animated series, uh, I, I guess that's like that carried forward in, in other media, not this movie, evidently. But in the other two Joe movies, he doesn't talk, right? Mm-hmm. And then he just silent the whole time. But he has that, that kick-ass costume, so it's like, uh, you know, I'll trade some right. uh, witty banter for that, that kick-ass costume. I, I love the look of it. But uh, animated series, at a certain point, 
um, because it, it tells the story of like Cobra getting these three special ingredients to make this mass destruction weapon and the Joes have to like stop them and it takes course over these five episodes so they are related and and there's a continuity to them um at one point the Joes have to acquire the same ingredients to make their own mass destruction weapon because they're going to like reverse it or whatever um snake ice has to go into this like radioactive like cave and get get this like these irradiated rocks and puts them in a canister and and bring them back out or whatever. He ends up like in this like uh, snow covered area and this old man who's blind stumbles across him, picks him up and, and takes him like to his cabin to help heal him. As snake eyes is like walking through this like icy plane, he encounters this wolf that has its paw in a trap. And the, this wolf is a character that's like part of snake eyes lore. Mm. Is that right, Daniel? timber yeah it's yeah one of his. so this old man at this cabin whenever he takes snake eyes in he like puts this like special like i don't know like tree leaves and shit on snake eyes to absorb the radiation sure. because his his fucking ass is like glowing with irradiated <laughs> like fumes the entire time so he 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 takes that radiation off of him throws it away and then the old man the, this old blind man uh, says, well, uh, I had to take off your uniform, so I, I can't see that you're scarred, but it is hanging up over there, so get dressed. Also, I like your wolf buddy that you've got here. I'm going to name him Timber. Yeah, that sounds like a good name for this wolf. <laughs> okay, fine. Like Timber Wolf. Okay, cool. So later on, and this whole thing happens just between the three of them. So it's this old blind man, Snake Eyes, and this wolf. Wolf, turns out, doesn't speak English. Snake Eyes does not speak at all. Mm-hmm, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, later on in the series, uh, whenever Snake Eyes gets rescued, I think, uh, I, I don't remember by which Joe, he goes back to the, the, the base where all the other Joes are, and somehow they all just know this wolf is named Timber. <laughs> I don't know how, like, the guy made Snake Eyes obviously didn't tell Oh, uh, mm-hmm. you know what, I didn't think about Off the air. tag. You didn't see okay, it. Okay, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. it was. Mm-hmm. Between the scenes. Right, exactly. Because, like, everyone, everyone else just refers to the wolf as Timber from that point forward. <laughs> it's like, it's like who told They them? just knew. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't possibly have been Snake Eyes. Um, and then the other thing I I was a comic that I read, which was uh, an issue of the original G.I. Joe series published by Marvel in 1984, I think, is, is when the, the series ran or started running. Uh, but it was issue 21, which is called Silent Interlude. Daniel, have you read this before? Yes, I read it. Uh, you, okay. Like a year ago, I read it. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, really? So, so very recently. So, yeah. uh, I just I just finished reading this this morning. As a matter of fact, it's uh, written and illustrated by Larry Hama, and mm-hmm. then uh, uh, finishes oh, no, by uh, Steve Lee Ahola. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and it's uh, it's just a silent issue, and there's no dialogue in it at all. On the previous episode of the podcast, where uh, <laughs> you gave me and Stephen, you gave me and Allison the uh, choice between being able to read entertainment mm-hmm. or like listen to music going forward. Um, this is the the issue of the the comic that I was thinking of whenever I said, "Well, can I just like look at the pictures and infer a story oh, from yeah. it?" Uh-huh. Because there's no dialogue in the issue at all. Um, it's uh, oh, there's no thought balloons, anything like that. It's just a uh, dialogue free issue of the the comic where Snake Eyes goes to rescue Scarlet from a Cobra compound, and then she ends up rescuing him through a series of events. Mm-hmm. And then also there's a uh, the initial 
groundwork is laid for a rivalry between Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow. And, uh, man, I thought it was great. Uh, awesome. I, I read that the issue was, it's uh, like 20 pages or so. And uh, Larry Hama, he just knocked the entire issue out over a weekend. Wow. Which is insane. He started on Friday, finished on Monday, and had the whole thing taken care Comic of. Comic challenge. Yeah. Oh, my God. So I got to get this out. No, no dialogue. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty rad, But it's great. I, I was really impressed with it. I've, I've never read a... Uh, never read anything from the the old gi joe series mm. so i was i was kind of curious how how well i'd be able to uh jump into this one it was, it was pretty easy very very convenient for so, me. so daniel you had read that too did you read other like was that amongst the whole series you were reading or what was it for you yeah so when i got into doing the challenges for the Jotober and november i was like i want to be a little more knowledgeable because i know larry hama did most of the stories and a lot of that a lot of people pull from those stories so i started reading from volume one I'm reading like the volumes they have on uh, Comixology. Mm-hmm. You can get them for free on Comixology Unlimited. So I, I started one and I was like, it, it was if, like the crazy thing about the old comics is um, if the artist is not great, the writer will try to make up for it by putting a lot of dialogue and information. Oh, yeah. So I think that's mm-hmm. great. That's what makes issue 21 so great because Larry Hama, you know, the storytelling is so great. Like it doesn't need words, it doesn't need or any caption dialogue. It's just like, it's. You know, it tells the story on its own, and then you just got to read, it, look at it, and it's telling you a story. So that's one of the great challenges. I think the great things about that issue. So yeah, I finally got to it like last year, and uh, I think when we uh, did the when you first Brent first told me about to do Snake Eyes Origin, I was like, oh man, I haven't gotten there yet because I know they talk about it in the comics, and that issue kind of leads up to the origin story. Like I think it's that one, and then issue twenty six and twenty seven are the origin stories of the background of Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow, like why they have the same mm-hmm. tattoo because that's what it ends with showing the tattoo on. Snake Eyes' arm and uh, um, Storm Shadow's arm. They had mm-hmm. the same uh, um, Roshkagi tattoo, the the lion symbols, like the bunch of red lines. Mm-hmm. So, so it's pretty cool. It, but yeah, that one this is a great issue. And it, awesome. it, it leads into a lot of things. Yeah, it builds up. You know, it's like it's just the beginning of the story, and, and it leads into a lot more stuff later on in the series. Yeah, I never really. I remember the cartoon, I guess, kind of growing up, and then just the toys, you know, um, mm-hmm. being everywhere. Yeah, definitely toys. It's almost like I probably it's remember the, point, the toy commercials than any, the like most things, right? Like, uh, yeah, getting excited about those. But the funny thing about the toys is, uh, I think uh, Snake Eyes was like leftover pieces when they're designing all the toy line. Oh, sweet! Like, oh, we have this and this and that, and then they didn't want to uh, sculpture another face for the toy line, mm-hmm. so they just oh, let's put this blank with some goggles and there you go and he's like the most popular character yeah right like whatever scrap piece they had left over like oh yeah and he's like the best everyone loves him i think mm-hmm. everyone loves like characters that you really can't see their face because you can imagine yourself in that face like yeah, in that, under that mask that's mm-hmm. the great thing about those characters uh that is a good point yeah um and the, it looks badass like uh especially what they ended up with with like the lines mm-hmm. going over the eyes and stuff. Like it's just a cool design. I was so into ninjas and ninja things and martial arts movies as a kid. Um, it all just kind of fit in so well. So like GI Joe to me was like, not only the American military might thing that seems so, you know, awesome around the world in the eighties in my head or whatever. Uh, but it was also like, yeah, and there's ninjas in it and there's wolves in it. Like it just, everything's <laughs> just like geared to be like cool to like a young American male, at least. Um, and I certainly bought into that as a child and everything, but, uh, it's still rad. I mean, like for me, I had such little history with these characters. I didn't really know that he wasn't supposed to speak. I didn't really know that they, I, I kind of knew about storm shadow or that they were kind of rivals, but I didn't have any preconceived notions 
going into this movie, Snake Eyes. So it's I I actually enjoyed this movie. Um, I had fun okay. with it, uh, and I'm I'm gonna tell you why so. exactly because I was watching it and it was cheesy, obviously and stuff. But I like I mentioned earlier, like Transformers. Like when that movie, that first movie came out, I didn't, I wasn't really into it, but then I, it grew on me and it's like, I kind of realized not all of that series I've really liked, even though they're all trying to be kind of silly, but, um, I kind of get what they're going for. And then this one too, like when I watched it, like I'd been rewatching the old Ninja Turtle movies and I, I was realizing this, like if this came out when I was a kid, I would have loved it. And I kind of watched it that way. I watched it in the same way I watched specifically Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze, where I'm like, mm. a lot of that story is like cheesy as fuck. And like, doesn't make sense, or like, it's really convoluted in some spots, or really light. I'm sorry. Others. Are you saying the turtles dancing in a club to ninja rap is cheesy? Yeah. I will have you speak and I this love way, it, right? So I, yeah. if I love that, why couldn't I love these two ninja dudes hanging out? And you know, like, it felt um, like an '80s or '90s movie to me, where like, there were so many martial arts movies I rented as a kid that I have no idea what they were even called anymore. But like, there's so many of them where it's like. Oh, I met you in a warehouse and you were a fighter and now we're brothers. Come back to my clan and let's train. And it's like, okay. And you just go with it. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck ever? That's how I watched this and movie. Like, right? Like, and it was it fine. Is, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is kind of funny because, you know, like Japanese are very cut off to outsiders, you know? That's like notoriously known. Like, they, they accept you, but they don't accept you for who you like, you know, they don't you know, allow a lot, a lot of outsiders to come in, especially. You were thinking of Ninja Clan? Okay, yeah, yeah, come, come, come. You, know, you right. saved my life. You can be one of us. And I was like, I don't think they'd work that way. But. <laughs> yeah, they just kick him off a cliff. You know where we live. You got to get out of here. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting that way. I I bought into all of it because it's like it doesn't matter. Like it was, it's so silly, and I'm just like, if I'm just here for the ninja action, then guess what? I got some fucking ninja action. And uh, and then very true. And then Henry Golding, like I said, I feel is a very charming guy, and and I thought he he bulked up and he looked like he could really do some of this stuff. And uh, and the other guy too, I didn't. I I have the retaliation up. I'm gonna try to find the actual guy's name. The one that played Tommy, Andrew Koji. Um, I liked their relationship together. Like their 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 broship that they were forming throughout this. I don't know where it's gonna go after this, but it was kind of fun. So on Storm Shadow, I did not recognize that actor after he shaved. Mm. Like when he just shows up in the jet, yes. I was like, who's this guy? Why does he know him? And because he, he looks so like so shaggy different. in the previous scene, there there should have been a some type of shot in there where you see him like shaving or whatever, because right. I thought this was like an entirely <laughs> new guy. His hair is styled totally different. Um, I, I didn't did not know who that I'm was totally at, at first. But yeah, it, it took me a second. He shows up uh, and he says, like, Tommy, where are you taking me? And he's like, I'm taking you home. And I was like. Oh, they recast the actor in the movie. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Like they, I, we talked about it with sequels the other day, right? But like they yeah. recast him like interesting. Uh... <laughs> Somebody needs to show this movie like in error yeah. to one of the executives at Warner Brothers Discovery. Be like, look, you just do this with Ezra Miller. Right. You don't even have to worry about it. People won't yeah. even notice. Just shave and it's fine. That's fine. That's fine. The Flash yeah. has a beard. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Flash is Aquaman yeah. now. It's fine. Don't even worry about it. Man, um, yeah, he kind of looks familiar to me too. I didn't, I didn't know him from anything. Um, when I'm looking up his filmography he's, right now, but he was in a show called The Warrior, I believe, right on HBO or Showtime. The Warrior? Oh yeah, oh. Warrior. Awesome. Yeah, his name is Awesome. I watched. Wow. <laughs> I'm, gonna let you, I'm gonna let you say it. I'm gonna let you say it. I'm gonna stay on there. <laughs> I think he's an English actor as well. If oh, I, if wild. I remember it correctly. Like a lot of people, 
those seem to be English actors. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of here. He was born in Surrey, England. That's wild. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I thought he did a, a pretty good, like, uh, like I, I wouldn't have known that. I wouldn't have known I guess, that. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, and then Samara Weaving, she's from Australia, mm-hmm. I think, or New Zealand, yeah, one Australia. of those. Um, yeah, so yeah, they, they had a, the a whole lot of people geography. from uh, from outside the the US. And then but, uh, um, Ursula Corbero, yeah. I'm, I'm also probably saying that wrong. Uh, this was her le- English or, or Hollywood debut. Um, she is from Spain, so she was a she, baroness. She was okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, they have people from all over the place. That's that's really interesting. <laughs> I do like that um Baroness was was in the movie for a little bit, but then at a certain point she's just like, fuck this. They use her one <laughs> F drop, you know, in a PG thirteen movie, and she you don't see her again until the like little post credit scene or whatever. Oh, yeah, right. scene. I didn't know much mm-hmm. about her or Scarlet either. Um I it's I kind of remember especially Baroness, I knew that name. Uh, mm-hmm. from other pulp culture things that reference G.I. Joe and that she gets mentioned, but I don't really have a lot of history with them. When you guys mentioned earlier, like, w- kind of like, why were they there or whatever? I don't know. Like, to me, I was like, well, you, they're in the toy line, so they're definitely in the movie. Like, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta keep that up, you know, That's as far as I took it. So, I was actually happy to see Scarlet because from, again, from what little I know of G.I. Joe lore, uh, Scarlet and Snake Eyes have a relationship, like a romantic relationship or whatever. Oh, um, okay. she, She's all up in that throat, you know what I'm saying? Whoa. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, I thought it made Visual. sense for her to show up. And, like, honestly, any excuse to see Samara uh, leaving, yeah. I'm just, I'm I'm here for it. I'm, but that said, there's a portion of the movie where it seemed like she was tuned out acting-wise, where mm. she not a, not a whole lot of acting in, involved in some of those bits of dialogue, but also I you know, was trying to be mindful of what movie I was watching as well. Yeah, I mean, you got to do what mm-hmm. you got to do. One hey. actress I liked quite a bit was the the actress who played Akiko. Mm-hmm. I thought she was really good. She just had a, a straight up English accent the whole yeah, time. Yeah, I know. So I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. she's from Japan. <laughs> what? Yep. <laughs> no. Akiko Haruke, uh, Haruka Abe, Tokyo. Wow, but, okay. But born, she grew up in Tokyo, London, and New York. Uh, she went to school in Southeast London. So yeah, Damn, maybe, she okay. does, maybe she is like English by, yeah. But she was born in mm-hmm. Tokyo. That's really funny though. Mm-hmm. Like out of all of them, yeah, that she would be mm-hmm. the one. She learned it from them. There, I, w- I was waiting for there to be a specific line of dialogue that was like, and just like the queen who's absolutely <laughs> still alive. Yeah. Oh no, don't tell him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there was a, a training scene uh, like the bulk of the movie is like a training scene for snake eyes right but yeah there's one where um the 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 guy he's like training against with the little water bowls or whatever mm. he walks over to a table that's filled with weapons like they had to bring this table out right. put it in the courtyard <laughs> decorate it with weapons at one point he picks up a sigh and i was just like god damn it, i just want to sigh so bad mm, yeah anytime i watch like napoleon dynamite and he's at the thrift store and he pulls out a sigh from somewhere it's like so they're just gonna have weapons lying about right. okay fine but yeah it, it makes me want one so bad my favorite turtle is Raphael, and i just like i, I just want a sigh just want I, just, I just want one i at least hold it you know if a listener out there has a side, just like, send it your way. I'll give you my address. It's fine. You can dox send, me. I don't care. Weapons. I just want to hold it. <laughs> yeah, send me a weapons. Side. Yeah. Would that be a good we way to, a to, to go? You had a side? Yeah. I forgot what? where we got it from. It was only one. It was like a full metal one. Yeah. It, it wasn't very pointy, but it was like a, 
we found him in the garage one time. We were messing around with him and it like took it away from us because we we're like chucking it on the floor. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, oh my god! Took it away real quick. Yeah. Maybe you have it to is, like be born with it, you yeah. know? I'm not sure where he got it from. Maybe it's I, not my dad lives his own life. He's, <laughs> he's very mystic. So. <laughs> I feel he was like, a ninja assassin at one point. I mean, yeah, but it could be. I feel like mm-hmm. if I had a Psy and I was trying to fight with it, I don't really know what damage I could do, uh, which is why I also don't understand why it was such a big deal with the Ninja Turtles and the Nunchucks, because I'm like, most people that handle Nunchucks just hit themselves. Is that why it's so dangerous? Is that why it's outlawed is the violence against your own person? Because it's not a very effective weapon for the general person. And I feel like a mm-hmm. Psy is kind of like a, a sword or a knife you're not trained you're gonna do some damage you know like that that mm-hmm. can still work but yeah i don't get the other ones there, maybe that would be like a weird marketing strategy for a like a nunchuck shop where mm. it'd be like looking for a way out and then you just have a display of nunchucks yeah where it's like you could try you it could, yeah. you know <laughs> if you want to take us on <laughs> go mean, for it look i gotta make money somehow you know <laughs> yeah um the the other part of the the, the like training montage or whatever the the almost film length training montage is uh snake eyes at a certain point he spars with akiko and she says hit me so he just punches her right in the face <laughs> immediately <laughs> yeah <laughs> which i thought was funny like i don't like it when uh men hit women like in general but like in in like movies and stuff it really like takes me out of it because i'm like hey eh, I don't know. It just makes me yeah. feel weird. Um, it's, that's just me. You know, just, I guess I'm just yeah. pretty fucking cool guy. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, the fact that he just like immediately punches her in the face and she <laughs> she just takes the hit. Right. It was pretty funny. I like that part. I thought it was funny. Um, this movie, I, I did have some notes about this and they're mostly fun because uh, when I watched it, like I said, it reminded me of like Ninja Turtles watching that back in the day. Um, I love the like Yakuza fights when they would just be like a bunch of henchmen. They all have katanas and they're just like or katana. I don't know if that's mm-hmm. plural that. Anyway, they're they're all just like running with swords and they're having these crazy fights and stuff. It made me think of so many martial arts movies I grew up with. Um, in particular, I had visions of Big Trouble in Little China, which I love mm. so much. John Carpenter's movie from the eighties. Um, and then like that scene, they're trying to get away when he's like helping them escape, and like all of them stab their swords into the cab of the truck. And they like none of them are like one kind of hits one of the guys, but they're all just around them. And I was like, this is the kind of cheesy 80s stuff that would happen. Like, you know, a 50 guys just shove their swords in there. None of them hit anybody, but they're going to drive away with them surrounding their bodies. You know, like it's so absurd, yeah. but I had this like fun thing. Um, same with like the set design and the costuming. Like they, they did go for it in some ways that I thought kind of sold it and made me think of. Uh, you know the 80s action movies that I loved so much but um, Mm -hmm. and then there's huge fucking snakes in it I don't know like it just was weird (laughs) and wild and I was like okay I'm done with the ride I don't know and the snakes have eyes oh my god you Dude, nailed we're, it. we're playing two-dimensional yeah. chess here, people. You don't even get it. Um, I, I, yeah, like there's a lot of sword play and a lot of people getting stabbed. And that one lady, the the head of the uh, the Snake Eyes clan, whatever that is, uh, she has those fans that have the sharp blades on them, and she just like mm. slashes people. But there's n- almost no blood in the movie, <laughs> yeah. which is pretty funny, yeah. you know? You got to gotta watch that, that rating. rating. Yeah. Um, and then, Daniel, going back to what you were saying about the the look of the movie, um, there were a few things in here where I was like, I don't know if I like this or not. Like the the super saturated colors of the movie. Mm. Um, I, I had like a like part of me likes it just because I, I love colors. I like wearing colors and I, mm. I like having colors in my world. But also when it gets super saturated like that in a movie, it I, I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah. You know, it, it almost seems like too. um 
too manufactured to me in a way, mm. which is like one of my problems with the um, the uh, was it Paul Feig who directed that uh, the the female Ghostbusters yeah. movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was like one of my issues is like everything is just so if it's green, it's green as fuck. If it's mm. purple, it's purple. As, like it's just it, it's too much. You know, you could dial it down just a little bit. But I also like the scene where they're fighting in this movie when they're fighting in front of the like neon signs on the yeah, rooftops yeah, that was and everything. Great, that was a great, yeah. That was a great one. I thought it looked really good there, but um, some of the other things I, I thought were maybe a bit too much, but I don't know. Maybe that's just me nitpicking, but um, yeah. Did, uh, Brent, did your wife watch this with you? No, no. Did you watch this on your phone in bed next uh, to her? No, I, I uh, well, actually, yeah, like part of it, bit. but like I mostly watched it in my, my living room. I split it up over like two or three viewings or whatever, but yes, I, I did watch the bulk of okay. it on an actual TV. I, I just can't mm-hmm. imagine. Not on a phone the way the <laughs> I know directors it. meant it. I, I just can't imagine your wife actually watching this. Uh, my wife, certainly. I, I watched this like at uh, two in the morning. Uh, I was, I honestly did it the other night. Uh, and I was like, yeah, I'll, fit, I'll watch a little bit of this and then finish tomorrow. I just watched the whole thing. I went to bed like five that yeah. morning. Um, and I was mm-hmm. like, that's the best way to watch this. My wife's asleep. Mm-hmm. I'm going to watch this dumb martial arts thing and have a good time. And And I certainly did. So, uh, that was a good way for me to watch it. Um, that's good. Uh, that's good. I'm glad you, you had fun. Yeah. I was going to say, did. I think it would have worked better if it was like a period piece, you know, mm-hmm. because it seemed to be more modern day. Right. And I was like, the technology was like way too advanced. I'm like, if they would have kept it like a period piece, like maybe 80s, late eighties, mid nineties, like early nineties. They could have leaned into that. I think yeah. it would have worked a lot better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really it would have cool. been really, yeah. But, uh, not enough foresight in that. They're like, we got to make it modern. No one else yeah. is going to come to this, you know, but they missed the opportunity. <laughs> yeah. I think they were wanting this to launch a whole G.I. Joe franchise or reboot of a franchise or whatever, right? Right, and then it didn't, the full, didn't take off, though, yeah, the, so we'll see. The full title is Snake Eyes colon G.I. Joe Origins. Right. So, but this had uh, almost a Wolverine Origins-like effect. Yeah, anything so. colon with Origins at the end of that colon is not <laughs> yeah. usually working out that well uh, in, yeah. in previous things number one problem yeah. will i am is not in the movie <laughs> yeah. what the fuck i uh i did have one note that i don't even really, really remember that much i'm trying to to decide right now if i should mention it so i am definitely going to uh and that's <laughs> okay. uh, i put getting the jewel with the blood so i i assume uh it's just like when he's stealing it um stealing the jewel and there's like a there's like a code he needs to um like type in and my note is that guy needs to invest in some two-factor authentication because he knows like one code and they're like supposed to be super advanced like daniel just said like they have too much technology for it not to be but they he can just like get in and i'm like they need like an alert on your phone to be like hey someone's accessing the jewel you know we need to know uh but he's able Mm -hmm. to steal it pretty easily i feel like that again was like a very 80s feeling to me like they they this clan has guarded the secret for thousands of years and it can destroy the entire world but it's just like so easy to steal, essentially, you know, mm-hmm. like they yeah. are a clan of ninjas. But one guy who just showed up is able to get past everybody. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's yeah. exactly and, how it would play out in those movies. You know, that's like kind of fun that way. And then there was the main chick who was then she was in charge of uh, security, right? Right, right. Uh, yeah. And then she he loses her like real quick in the city. I'm like, really? Yeah. <laughs> You're going to lose a head of security. He goes down an alleyway. Like, Come on. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. Right. Yeah. So that part was <laughs> Steven, like Stephen, that point where he's stealing the the egg f- using his like blood or whatever is that the scene where it has like all those lanterns on either side of that the hallway? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, I think so. Okay. 
How impractical <laughs> is that? Because like if they are electric, you're spending a shitload of That's money true. on your electric bill just for that. Plus everything else on the compound. If they have candles in them, somebody's gonna have to go through there and light each one of those some bitches all the time. Jack Candle. That's what he's been going to do. Jack Wow. Yep. G.I. Jack Candle. That's right. Coming, <laughs> coming into play. Um, my last note as well, this is this is why I just think this movie's fun. I was so into martial arts movies and ninjas and stuff growing up. I thought that was the coolest fucking thing. Um, and my second coolest favorite thing when I was growing up were motorcycles and, and a lot of ninja movies growing up, a lot of martial arts movies, they had motorcycles. The ninjas would ride around on them. Uh, an American ninja, uh, which is a movie I also watched growing up. It's like also a GI Joe type of thing. It's like a a military guy who's a ninja and he goes on these adventures. Uh, he rides a motorcycle. It's like so so fucking Mm -hmm. cool. And so there's scenes in this where they have ninjas and motorcycles. And I was like, this movie is the best movie I've seen in years. <laughs> you do, well, have you seen uh, a Ninja Assassin? No, that's a last decade or so, right? Out, yeah, 2009. That was really good. Does he have a motorcycle? Is that what you're telling me? I don't think it's motorcycles. Oh, I was going to leave no. right now. But it's a, it's a really good, it's a, it's a, you know, based on Ninja. Yep. Ninja Clan and Assassins. It's a good movie. It's, I mean, I wish it was more like that movie. Right. There you go. Okay, cool. That's good to know. Yeah, a lot of good action. I remember, yeah, there's yeah. like the poster then, with uh, him with the chain. He's like the weapon on the chain. Yeah. yeah. That that actor's name is Rain. Oh my goodness. I remember that. Mm-hmm. It's pretty rad. Uh, but going back to the motorcycles, I, I do like the amount of electric vehicles in this movie. Like, oh, yeah. like I, I like that they're, they're being like uh, environmentally mm-hmm. conscious. Smart. But also, like, anytime a, a vehicle speeds up, it's like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> doesn't have quite the impact, but uh, even still, I thought it was a nice touch. Well, I like... Uh, and the show Weeds, uh, that, that was mm-hmm. out on Showtime, like, years ago, there's a... Uh, it's, it's like a, a suburban mom sells weed when her husband dies to, like, make ends meet. That's how she, like, survives or whatever. It's uh, Mary Louise Parker. Uh, and there's a scene... It's, like, in the early 2000s, so she gets, like, a, a hybrid car... Um, because she's in California and she's a white woman. So of course she does or whatever, but then she meets a, a, she has a drug dealer who's like a, uh, a hardcore gangster and he gets them for all of his, all his posse because they're silent. So they can, they can kill people easily. They can drive by quieter. So he gives Mm -hmm. them all hybrid cars. So I think it's like for this as well, it's like they're trying to be, they're ninjas. (laughs) They're trying to be quiet. You know, you can drive up on your enemies quieter. So Mm -hmm. it's just a smart, it's just a smart choice. That's yeah, all that is. smart choice is a smart car for your ninja assassin <laughs> needs. Yeah. Speaking of like ninjas on motorcycles, I mean, where I grew up over here in California, we have like swap meets mm, and yeah. um, mostly his like, but I remember getting all the time in a swap meet was, um, was a little ninja on a motorcycle. He's all plastic and black. And like, those are like the best things. Yes. Because you go like this and they just take off. Yes. Every time I went to Swap Meet, I, I remember getting one, and then I don't remember having after. I think I, I always end up taking the ninja off the bike, and then it gets messed up. Right. <laughs> yeah. Every time I go, I get one. I remember it stuff like that growing movie. up, yeah. There's just like a cool aesthetic. I, I feel like that's why I like this movie. I was really able to tap into a part of my childhood where I would go to the video oh, store, and I would go to the martial arts section, and, and they had those, and that was amazing. And I would just pick out whatever looked cool, right? Like... Like there is a, there's a thing missing today with streaming and stuff where you just don't get to do that. Like, or like even just the internet in general, I rely on reviews. There's so much to watch. It's like, I'm definitely going to look at what other people are saying, try my best Mm -hmm. to parse through that. Hopefully it's someone I know or, 
someone I respect mm-hmm. online, but there's so many people that are just like, oh, this movie's shit, I would never watch it. But it's like, I would have totally watched this if I was a kid and I just picked it up at the video store and it had a badass poster or something, right? Like, so I don't know, mm-hmm. like I watched it that way. And then uh, there's so many movies I found that way as a kid and I loved and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I'm not sure that I would watch this like, I'm not going to go out and watch this again. Like, but I am curious enough to watch the other G.I. Joe movies now, which I never wanted to before. Um, Interesting. Yeah. I, I want to see what they're like, you know, might as well. I wonder if this movie, like, I how, did you say it didn't do well in the box office? Yeah, it's like, uh, do you recall? it's budget was 40 to 50 million. Uh, it mm-hmm. made 61 million, but to break even, they said mm-hmm. it would, it would take like another hundred million. They'd like, have to double it, yeah, right? Yeah, they'd have to like double it or more mm-hmm. because of the advertising budget and stuff. So, um, yeah. it just barely broke over the, it's budget. So, but yeah. Oh mm-hmm. no, sorry. That's the fuck. That's the wrong one. That was Ninja Assassin. Guys scratch that fuck i hate when i do that all right this okay yeah this makes way more sense because i thought it was half the box office was half it was budgeted for eight eighty eight to 110 million dollars for snake eyes okay and it wow. made 40 oh wow <laughs> so it, it didn't even make its budget by half and then it Damn. also would need it said it's Break even point was about 160 to 175 million. So wow, they really went mm-hmm. all out for this. Who was clamoring for this that they wanted to spend a hundred million dollars in this movie? You know those Transformers movies do really well, right? Um, yeah, just because they're like huge yeah. action spectacles and also owned by Hasbro, like the GI Joe yep. property as well. So I I don't know. I feel like part of it is. Hasbro wants, and they could do it. They they want to have their own little like cinematic universe. Right. They've got enough little properties they could sprinkle in there. Yeah. They own like Power Rangers now as well. So I, I feel like they they want to do something to where they could jumpstart their own little like cinematic universe. And this would have been like the first starting point for that. Right. Though I would say that the the Bumblebee movie that came out a few years back would have been like maybe a better starting point because that movie's fun. Mm-hmm. That movie's really good. Yeah, right. you've said that a few times. I've heard really good things about it. Um, and that me. one's a period, and it takes place in the 80s, right? Yeah, see, there you go. Uh, yeah. This one should have done, so, yeah. and they should have started the, the crossover. Fuck. Yeah, or at least take place in the early 90s would have been a good one. Because I think yeah. that's when all like, the ninja movies were coming out, and everyone can very popular than ninjas in the 90s. Right, yeah. At least that's how I kind of remember it. I remember every, yeah. I was talking to a friend, our, our friend Allison, that was on last week. Uh, about because she's also rewatching the Ninja Turtles movies, and we were talking about Ernie Reyes Jr., mm-hmm. who is Kino in Ninja Turtles Two. He also played one of the turtles, I think Donatello or something. He like it was in the suit um, in the first movie, yeah, in the first movie. Uh, mm-hmm. But he was in like Surf Ninjas, which was also like a huge yeah. ninja mm-hmm. movie in the like early nineties. Rob Schneider, yeah, with Rob Schneider, yeah. Um, uh, which I love that one. Like I, I was so into that stuff. I feel like it was everywhere. Like ninja stuff was everywhere in the early nineties. It was like three ninjas, three three ninjas, the little kids. Yeah. Hell yeah. And then American Ninja definitely came around in the time. Yeah. Mm. Now, if I remember correctly in surf ninjas, Rob Schneider had red hair Mm. and normally has black hair. So I'm wondering in the canon of surf ninjas, if his dad was a little fellow by the name of, Jack Candle. What? Mm-hmm. He's just dropping that ginger seed oh my all across the <laughs> all across the world. Ginger seed. <laughs> Maybe, man. Maybe you know. I uh, you never, I never know. I never saw it coming, but well, <laughs> phrasing. 
<laughs> no one does yeah with uh with, with jack candle oh my god well he's a ninja yeah so yeah yeah, yeah he's a silent nutter yeah mm-hmm. you don't even know when he's done man um mm-hmm. i don't know how to follow it up uh <laughs> but yeah, i think you're right so um one thing that uh bothered me about the movie is like Snake Eyes has one of the coolest fucking costumes in, like, all of pop culture, I would say. And the the movie poster, um, the one that was for the, the, the Dolby cinema or whatever when it was coming out, it has him mm. in that full costume. And I was like, oh, man, I'm so hyped. It'll probably, I know that this is an origin story, but, like, probably halfway through, even, like, the three third, quarters yeah. of the way through, we'll, we'll get to the costume. No, we get that costume. He, like, steps out and... In the costume, hops on his electric scooter, his old like lime scooter, and then uh, it hits credits. And I was like, "What the f- what the fuck? We don't get this shit." Because that's really all I wanted right. to see, you know. I, I'm missed fine with him talking, but and I want to see that costume. I don't know if I missed it, but because he has that symbol on his arm, and that's the symbol of the mm-hmm. clan. I'm like, "Did you really? Did you even join the clan?" Because they didn't say, "Yeah, you're a member of the clan." Now. <laughs> I was like, "I would think you'd be like, okay, get out of here. You stole from us. There's no honor coming back from that." Maybe he mm-hmm. stole you it. Know? Stole that patch. He's like, I'm stealing everything from these bitches. Bye. We didn't, we didn't see the scene where he was like standing in his underwear in his room, just like ironing that on. You know, this is gonna look fucking sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, good point, man. I don't know. I, uh, I, I wouldn't say that there was a lot to. I, I didn't. I didn't try to understand a lot of this movie. I just let it just happen. Yeah. Um, I think if you try, if if you're going into this thinking it's gonna be this uh, great story mm. or this grand thing, it's probably a little bad. But if you went into it like me with no expectations and we're just like it's a fun martial arts mm. thing, uh, it can be that. Um, there's you know there's yeah. cool swords and motorcycles and ninjas and then uh, you go about your day. And it, it's kind of <laughs> nice. Actually, yeah, I wish I saw it that way. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty nice that way. Yeah, I admit. Um, Maybe a little too too close to the source material, uh, or Daniel, you're you're too close to the source material for this movie to have worked. Well, he's for an you. expert, and this movie just didn't do it. So <laughs> that's true. I heard yeah. that online somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard on a podcast <laughs> once. Um, any other major notes about this you guys had? I, I'm I'm done. I think so. Uh, the the only other note I had was regarding the mid credit scene where Baroness recruits Storm Shadow, mm. and he he takes on that moniker, and then it's it seems like it's going to be leading to more Joe stuff, but as we know, um, that's probably not going to be I the know. case for this. It is upsetting when you hear that they're trying to make this work and it didn't work, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a good movie. I think the only issue I have is uh he he takes his name Snake Eyes because the guy who killed him. His dad is like, oh, yeah, yeah, I got snake eyes. I'm going to shoot him. I'm like, really? That's why you didn't pick that name? Mm-hmm. Could be any other reason why. I was like, that's so They should have zoomed in and he's like, I'm taking but the name I Batman. I mean, snake eyes. <laughs> you know? <Yeah. laughs> Everything was very over that, like, in the end credit scene as well, when he's like, it like slowly zooms in and he's like, call me Storm Shadow. I was like, eh, really? Like, I, I wanted her to be like, mm-hmm. we'll talk about it. You know, like I, I like that Baroness got dressed up as a airline stewardess, uh, just, just for that. You know? She's like back. To, she's like, this is gonna be a good bit. Yeah. <laughs> totally worth it. <laughs> That's amazing. And I think they, they did hint at his name, Storm Shadow. I think there was a because I watched the movie twice. I watched it like oh, a long oh time ago, and I think I watched it again. Yeah, I think when you first talked about it, we we're gonna do the episode. Yeah, and things mm-hmm. happen. 
I remember watching it and I watched it again. I'm like, oh, they did kind of hint at him being Storm Shadow. She said them about he's so quick to anger. Something about the storm before the uh, storm okay. before the calm or something like that. Mm-hmm. They had hinted at it. It was like a real quick thing they hinted at. It. I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. But they were probably like, because they can score him like, a, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, because the crazy thing is, you know, he's like, I, he's all his end is like, I, I own, uh, I have no reason to know one. And then he's gonna go join Cobra, and yeah, swear allegiance to Cobra. I'm like, uh, <laughs> just so I serve no one. I Cobra this comes guy. on, serve me. Yeah, yeah. Um, they hook him up with some some bourbon real quick, and it's like, well, you know my price. <laughs> I was thinking soft serve, but like this plane, <laughs> you can get both. You can get a swirl. If they have that, I will serve them. You know. Mm-hmm. I think the only other thing I would add, if I were to rank the movies. I would definitely say this would be one, and then mm-hmm. Joe G.I. Joe Retaliation would be two, and then the first one would be like the last one. So they do go in reverse the, order. It is a good movie. Yeah, I, I think it's a good movie, but like there's just issues like with story and things they're pulling from. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's still, it's a good movie. I mean, it's a very good popcorn movie. I wouldn't pay for it, but you know. Right. It was nice to be able to watch it on Amazon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to go in the theaters. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's, that's it's totally a good true. Popcorn I, I agree movie, with that. I think. I thought it was maybe like twenty minutes too long. Like yeah. it, it felt like there were some some slow parts that, um, and like some of the action parts as well. Like yeah. you, you could have just trimmed some of that out of there and and uh, would have been a little, little tighter and, and more fun that way. But you're, yeah. you're gonna love my fan edit then because I think if you cut out his dialogue, <laughs> that's gonna be like maybe even thirty minutes. Oh, uh, that yeah, right. That's yeah, be fantastic. A good chunk of the movie yeah. there. Mm-hmm. So it'll be it'll be real fast. It'll be like a fifty minute movie. <laughs> yeah. Like this is pretty great. This uh, is it's good. all one training I love montage. how this looks on my phone. <laughs> yeah. It's good. Um, I think they yeah. could probably could cut out the challenges and then maybe yeah. do more montage of him training because I think what he trained there for three days. Like he's like a super ninja, now, right? Which mm-hmm. take years to master. Who doesn't love a good montage too? You know, like throw some eighties <laughs> music on there. Just do the whole movie that way. Yeah. Speaking of master, there's a character in the movie called Blind Master who at one point is hiding behind a uh, towel that looks like rocks. Oh, yeah. And Storm, Sh- <laughs> Storm Shadow is like, you're losing your touch. I, I saw you from a mile away. I was like, I don't think he did. Because I rewound I it too, to see yeah. if the actor was standing there. Right? I missed that part. I must have missed it. It's like a but I thought that guy. I, I thought that guy looked like uh, Destro from the like animated series and whatnot, just like without a metal face. I was like, oh, is this guy going to be Destro? But no, I guess he's a, a different character well, called just Blind Master. But, yeah, yeah, and I thought the, the guy with the, the dice, I could have sworn that he tied in someone, but I couldn't find him as a character mm. in the G.I. Joe. Like, there's a thing called JoJo online where you can look up all the characters. Right. It would have mm-hmm. been cool if they tied him someone, but nah, I couldn't figure out who he was. Mm-hmm. I think especially the guy with the dice. You know, they, they could have called. I think there's a character called Dice in the Cobra, but it doesn't look like him. Makes sense. I think, well, sp- speaking of character names, oh, yeah. I, I believe you wanted us to try to figure out what our our GI Joe character names would be, yes. and then what our uh, what our skill would be. Is that is that correct? So yeah, I think my voice like, cracks. I was <laughs> another GI Joe podcast, and they always do like when they have a guest on, they would pick. Okay, what Joe? If you could pick a Joe, would you be Joe or Cobra? And what would be your name, mm. your special skill? So yeah. that's why I'd be cool. I guess since we're talking about GI Joe and everything, maybe we can do that here. Might That'd as well. Might as well. Do you, do you know what your Joe name and skill would be? Yeah. What, yes. what constitutes a uh, Joe name? Anything in particular? Uh, well, it's just like a code name. Okay. Your code name, okay. I guess. You would have a regular name, and your code name is your Joe. Okay. So like, you would still be 
know, Stephen Fisher, and then code name is you know whatever you pick. Okay. So yeah, I <laughs> took. I was thinking about it. And I was like, man, I'm. I mean, besides doing art and other stuff, like I don't really have very many skills. You know, I'm not a good. I'm okay at most stuff, but I'm really good at. If you need to like demolition stuff, I'm like good at breaking shit. I'm, I, I break stuff like, yeah. easily. Like I said, me and my brothers, like we would wrestle and we break things, tons of things in the house. I'm real mm-hmm. good at so it. So nice. that would be, <laughs> so I would, and I think that wouldn't work good for Joe's because I'd be more of a bad guy thing. So I'd be a Cobra. Oh. And my special oh, okay. would just be in like, he sent me in, just break stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I fix? I know some cousins. I got some cousins. <laughs> I'm, just I'm just breaking stuff. And I guess yeah. my code name would be Wrecking, wrecking Ball. Hell yeah. Oh, that's Man. good. That's so, solid. Yeah. You really so I just come in breaking stuff. Yeah. That's awesome. Steven, what about you? Uh, well, I guess like which which side would you be on? Yeah. Would you be yeah. on the Joes or the Cobras? Um, I think, okay, uh, callback time. I think I'm going to be a mm-hmm. Joe and okay. I'm going to be Lieutenant Jack Candle. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and my specialty is making pearl necklaces that explode <laughs> wow yeah wait did you give one to batman's mom yeah yeah okay. yeah she didn't see it coming but <laughs> interesting so uh yeah okay. i feel pretty good about my choice there what about you brent i i like that um so my obviously my first thought was i would name myself top gun maverick but i'm mm. told that was taken mm-hmm. so i can't do that um so you're gonna be scientology like, cruise <laughs> that's true yeah <laughs> come aboard the scientology cruise we um, never let you go home that's right you're trapped here forever but we have a buffet no. so hey you know who doesn't love a good buffet now you do have to pay for it <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. no. to get you. um so uh, <laughs> daniel you're in california you, yeah it's good for you to just opt out of that one um <laughs> So I would say, no, no, you're fine. Uh, uh, Okay, so I I figured I would be a Joe, but I, like Daniel was saying, I don't really have a whole lot of special skills that's going to help in a military-esque situation. So, you know, I know where my bread is buttered. I'm just going to be somebody that's like gets kidnapped or (laughs) fucks up a mission or something like that. So my character's name would be Brain Bleed, and I I just fall off things from short distances. Sometimes I get, I get kidnapped. That's good. Look, if oh, you're a Joe, gosh. you got to rescue somebody, right? So yeah. that that would be my role in the whole situation. Even if that's someone I'm, is I, mm-hmm. No, my my whole the the whole time, my fingers are crossed that it's going to be like Scarlet. Oh yeah, uh, that that comes through and and, and sweeps me up. Uh, but like each time, she's just like, God, I'm fucking again with this, this guy. guy. What? Why is he here? What you're if, like, what if we stack something up 12 feet tall and just like end the whole thing, you know? You try to get with her and you're like, Scarlet, Brain Bleed, mm-hmm. Red. Mm-hmm. What do you, we both like the color red. What do you say to get together? And she's like, no, no. Well, I, I've got red on my head as well. <laughs> yeah. It's different, you know? There will be a scar. Let hey. it be, you know? Um, but yeah, so that that would be, be my role. Just a, a, a kidnapper or, yeah. Kidnapper's dream on that, that side. Great. Of it. I think uh, we're yeah. we're a crack team here uh, uh-huh. overall. Even though uh, we took different allegiances, you know, I feel like uh-huh. we can still have a few beers together, though. You know, 
well look well, from from this movie and the 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 five episodes of gi joe the animated series that i watched it seems like the joes and cobra are known to link up and uh be be on the same team here and mm-hmm. there as as the need fits um it, I, I don't know if that's something that goes like deeper into the lore, like if that's in the comics or whatever, but like in the, the five episodes I watched, uh, GI Joe and Cobra characters teamed up at least twice oh, okay. to get something done. So, you know, it, it's a possibility that at some point I'll be kidnapped somewhere and then you and Daniel need to, to team up to rescue me oh, for like whatever okay. reason. We have our own yeah. episode. Now. I've accidentally, I've accidentally wandered into an irradiated cave <laughs> yeah. and picked up some some special rocks. Oh, these are pretty. Oh. Yeah. That sounds great. Um, mm-hmm. I feel good about our choices. I feel great about this movie. Um, Daniel, again, mm-hmm. thank you so much for choosing it. Um, <laughs> well, look, when you're As a expert. expert like Daniel <laughs> yeah. is, yeah. Uh, but it was all, it's yeah. always good to have you on the show, man. Um, so thanks, thanks for coming back on. You. Do you have uh, any, you we kind of mentioned them earlier, do you want to mention any social media things or anything else you got going on right now? Uh, yeah, you can follow me at Sanchez Goes West on Twitter and Instagram. And right now I'm just uh, doing Street Fighter art for Street Timber. Sweet. And they're probably going to lead into Street Tober because I take too long for everything. <laughs> yeah. And then hopefully <laughs> I might try to come back and do something for november and finish that comic i started last year yeah but i might start from scratch and just do digitally only do a digital comic that'd be cool i do like okay. the story I, I i did design for it so i kind of want to finish it but i want to do like i because when i started it i did it like on a, a six by four piece of paper mm-hmm. maybe like a little bigger but like that's not a lot of space to draw detailedly right so it was pretty simple art so i might just i want to kind of i like the story so i'm probably going to give it another chance and do better art at it you know, if I don't get it done during November, so be it. But I still want to finish that story. You know, I like mm-hmm. the story a lot. So, but yeah, nice, yeah, uh, yeah. So just follow me at Sanchez Goes West on Instagram and Twitter, Tumblr, if that's still around, and the blog spot. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't update those at all. So you can see some of my art there. But yeah, definitely, I'm mostly on Instagram. So awesome. So MySpace and Vine, got it. Okay, uh, <laughs> same for us. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Yeah, um, I love yeah following your stuff because uh, it's just I love following a lot of artists online. So um, you're an artist that I know, and I like to to follow that and check out your all your stuff. Uh, the Street Fighter stuff, mm-hmm. yeah, recently uh, it's been pretty rad. So. Uh, definitely mm-hmm. go follow Sanchez Goes West. Um, and then, and yeah. There, uh, sorry, I was just going to say, there's been a number of times when I was watching the animated G.I. Joe episodes where I was like, where do I know this character from? And I was like, oh, it's Sanchez's Sanchez. art. Okay. That's, that's where, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that helps. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah you've got, um, so you can contact us. All of the info is in the show notes as usual. And you can rate and review us on your favorite podcast apps if you appreciate our work here. You can do five stars. Also, let your friends know so they can listen to us as well. And as always, just thanks for finding us. Thanks for listening to us. So uh, we always try mm-hmm. to make this fun and have good guests on. And Daniel's no exception. We love having you on. Hopefully, we'll have you on for something a little more fun next time, I guess. I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll yeah, something cool. definitely. Yeah, awesome. Well, um, Brett, anything else for you today, man? No, uh, just uh, again, Daniel, thank you for coming on. Can't wait to have you back for uh, one of the Human Centipede sequels. Um, I hear those are high quality as well. Hmm. G.I. Joe's hmm. could save the day. Just saying, if you need someone to break up that Human Centipede. What we'll do is we'll do a live watch. All three of us will watch it together. We'll just eat chocolate pudding the whole time. It's great. Oh, no. Yeah. 
chocolate pudding, melted Snickers, whatever. All right, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out. (laughs) All right, that was a lot of fun. Uh, Until next time, I'm Steven. I'm Brent. I'm Sanchez. And let's talk later. All right, you gotta go. Oh no, my my younger daughters decided to wash dishes at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you're like, like good job doing the chores, super cool. But yeah, yeah. Man, there's this giant box that pops up. This meeting is being recorded by the host or participant. They're probably gonna jerk off to it later. <laughs> wow, that don't made... even worry about it. <laughs> they put that in the notice. <laughs> yeah, the two buttons are worry about it and then don't worry about it. Oh, that's that's good though. Sorry. Yeah. I saw you wearing a tank top. They weren't sure kind of show what this is. <laughs> yeah. Listen, you can't blame it just because Brent's dressed that way, okay? It's both uh, edible and rip away. Oh, wow. So, you know, yeah. It's like a fruit by the foot <laughs> tank top. But it's hot. It's still hot. It's like we're in the middle of September. It's 82 degrees right now with a high of 99 in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Stephen Fisher, back to uh, you in uh, Houston, Texas. Not bad. Yeah, it's, it's not that bad. It can be, be as bad as Texas. <laughs> Wait, Daniel, where are you? California. Yeah. I'm in California. I was going to say, you're in Texas uh, now, are you? Yeah. Okay. No, no. But I'm saying Texas is notoriously hot. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, I mowed the other day and um, I sweat a lot. I sweat a lot when I oh mow. And uh, it's very humid down here right now. It was very good. We went to Denver last week and it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it actually even dipped. There was like a cool front, it dipped to like the 50s and it was raining. But uh, it was mostly like 70s. And then we got back to Houston and it was like, it was like seventies with no humidity for two days and it was so nice. And then now it's just like nineties, like all over again. So <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm living the dream here. <laughs> well, I mean, I visited San Antonio like uh, when I was in high school uh-huh. and man, it was like hot there. Was yeah. Like, it was like a dry heat. I'm like, Oh my gosh. I don't think I, was yes. like, I told him like when I was younger, Oh yeah, I would love to come back here and live here. I was like, thank God. I never moved You're like, I don't want to, uh, no, don't. <laughs> yeah. But no, living in Ontario, we had that heat wave. And I think it got to like 102 over here. Oh, it was getting yeah. hot. We were like, we uh, set the temperature to like um, 78 in the house. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, it's hot. Then we go outside. I'm like, oh, God, it's hot. <laughs> come back in. Like, oh, it feels so cool. <laughs> no escape. Yeah. Happens that way sometimes. The- the thing about sweating, especially when you do yard work or whatever, because I'm going to do some later today, thus the tank top, but uh-huh. uh, you'll naturally just like sweat your ass off, but it you kind of get in the rhythm of just doing the yard work and you kind of mm-hmm. zone out, especially me. I throw on my earbuds and listen to music or podcast or whatever, and I zone out, and then like a couple hours later, I come back to reality. Oop, there goes gravity. And like, uh, like my, my shirt is just like filled with sweat or whatever. So I have the feeling like, oh, I've done a lot of sweating. It's practically been a sauna. I can eat whatever I want. So uh. then I'll just be like, I deserve the six tubs of Cool Whip. It's yeah. fine. It's like all, zero calorie. It's calorie neutral at this point, you know? I just imagine you after mowing, just eat like on your on your Porsche is eating six tubs of Cool Whip, just one by one. Middle of the yard and as the sun is directly overhead, just beaming right down. It's curdling the Cool Whip. You look like a fucking fat rack. He's got the cool, like a bowl of Cool Whip and then wash down the old nozzle, the air compressed Cool Whip. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you have like multiple yeah, types. Doing the doing, uh, Cool Whip, Cool Whippets. In the yard. Yeah. Hey, that's your right. As, a, as an American, you get to do that. You yeah. get to mow your lawn and then eat six tubs of Cool Whip and then pass out by inhaling, you know, <laughs> right there. That, that's, that's the dream. 
Hey, don't tread on me, dude. That's right. Hey, man. man, man dude, back up. Back up. This is like a whip at time. He's like, sir, I am an officer of the law. You're coming with me. Yeah. <laughs> I pay for this police station. <laughs> You've been paid taxes in years. No, I don't. I, I refuse to. I want to see where each individual penny goes. It's my right. My right to do so. Oh, man. Daniel, you're uh, you're decked out in Batman stuff. Yesterday was yeah. Batman Day, right? Yep, that's for sure. That's not yeah. the only reason. Now, okay. I heard some people saying that uh, Batman is a kind of a boring character. There's a lot of, you know, a lot of stuff out there. No names, no names. Brett Hibbert. <clears throat> you know, so I don't know if represent the Batman. Oh, hell yeah. Show. Yeah. When when you first like before we started recording and you first logged on, I saw the the just the yellow bill of your hat. Yeah. I can see oh, yeah. the design of it. But yeah. then like after we we got the recording uh, figured out, I saw you were had bat symbols on both your hat and your shirt, and it's the same symbol. Yeah. I was like, uh oh, <laughs> I'm in trouble. For you. <laughs> this is not a coincidence. Yeah, no, I thought it'd be funny just to troll you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this old thing. I just wear this on every Sunday. No yeah. Big deal. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Batman Sundays. Yeah. If I had socks, I'd be like, if I had socks, I'd put my leg up. Oh, these things, yeah, these here. I I literally have socks that are like a lavender purple that have that same yellow oval bat symbol on them. They're nice. I like them. I I like that that symbol in general. You don't dislike Batman really. Like you still no. It's just yeah. No, I I like. I love it. That was funny. Hell yeah. Yeah, people really have uh, uh, take issue with it. And I'm just like, look, I just, I, you know, I need a little bat break, you know? Brett, you have recently mentioned to me that you don't want to get yelled at on the show again. And then you mm-hmm. just take stances like that, though. That's the, that's the problem, maybe. Uh, people come out hot when you come out for Batman or mm-hmm. when you come out yeah. for your own choices for action movies. Um, My own choices way. for action movies or when I call <laughs> uh, Mad Max Fury Road a piece of shit. Yeah, people oh, don't like it either. <laughs> I, uh, There's just something about that it antagonizes people. I don't know what it is. There, yeah. there was an online thing that Stephen and I attended. Uh, I don't, I don't want to dox anyone, but uh, there was a a situation where movies came up, and I called in in front of this like room, this uh, Zoom room of of uh, cinephiles. I called Fury Road a piece of shit, and then like the amount of jaws that I could see drop at that time, I was just like, wow, yep, I did it. Mm-hmm. You know, I just want people to to be in on the joke, but you know, I don't think it. Yeah. I don't think it worked in that particular <laughs> case. <laughs> I left as quickly as I could. Anybody? Anybody? No. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Man, but that's all right. You have your own opinions. Everybody does. It's cool. Yeah. Everybody knows. Yeah. You know. Is is there anything, Daniel, that is popular that you don't like or don't understand, or is just simply not for that's you? Pop- and uh oh this is probably one uh my kids have been getting into music a lot lately and um they like you hate music insane clown posse insane clown posse. <laughs> what, your kids like insane clown posse yeah my oldest my oldest likes insane clown posse it's like so great i'm like uh, i hate it so much oh my i can't God, stand I it love that. i know it's not like i know not everyone loves it right but i mean they seem to really like it I'm i mean like, that's just uh, really interesting your kids found that though yeah. how did that happen uh well because um they've gotten our old ipods and i have a lot of like deftones corn mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they think when they looked into it more on youtube i think it was like a recommendation right oh yeah. that's interesting yeah. so, it'll get yeah. you so yeah it's my fault in a way i it, guess so youtube <laughs> it's definitely my fault youtube is indoctrinating our children with insane cloud posse <laughs> yeah yeah wow now that they're juggalos yeah. they want some fago I'm like, i don't know where to get this where's this fago 
You know, I've gone to a convenience store a few times in my life where I saw Fago in the door and I'm like, should I? And I'm like, I don't know what the, the connotation of this is. Like, if I grab one of these off the or out of the display, am I am I immediately going to be a juggalo? Mm-hmm. Like when I get up to the the counter with it, am I going to have clown makeup Ooh, like on? That. It's like a whole thing. I'm just like, I don't I don't know if I. I don't I can, know. It's like, what if it's great? Yeah. And then I'm like, well, I gotta have Faco now. <laughs> it's a whole thing. I didn't hear that guy. It's a concern. Yeah. Yeah. But really um, to think of like what's popping, I don't like. Uh, yeah, I got nothing on that. I'm pretty sure there's things, but I just can't call towel coming. Sure. Ahead. I think That's you already right. floored me with the. Uh, well, my kids got into insane clown posse. So. <laughs> yeah. It just seems like an older act that young people uh, yeah. would not like gravitate toward. Even you know. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like it, it seems like the the fan base is already locked in. This is your yeah, oldest child locked in or locked up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is your oldest yeah. child that, that got into it. Yeah, oldest child. What yeah. what other music is this child into? Uh, they like um, well, they like corn, like uh, Misfits. Okay, and, so uh, kind of tons okay. of other stuff. They, they, but they also like um, um, Bandia, but I don't know how you say it. That's like more Spanish style music. They're oh. like their music tastes. Very expansive and wide. Wow. So that's impressive. So, that's I just good, thought though. it was gonna be like so, yeah. Dua so, Lipa, Insane Clown Posse. <laughs> like I was uh, like, what is it like uh, modern music uh, and insane clown posse? You know. Because it's funny you'll hear like that type of music come out of the room, the next thing you know it's like then it's called like some like Hispanic music going. I'm like, what's going on here? Pick one and stick with it. Eclectic, I like it. Yeah, yeah. It's not definitely cool. That's funny because I I wonder if they have a uh, a playlist that's uh, specific to like certain songs of each of those artists that like have a connection but not one you would expect mm. like i've got one mm. uh, a playlist of uh music that i like that is all like drum based or whatever oh, so there's a lot of like hip-hop and uh like trap music but also like metal and uh like new metal that that barbie type girl. of thing barbie girl you <laughs> know yeah of course all the oh, all the God. hits I am going to have that song stuck in my head for the rest of the day. You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, that's a good way to like a, a good obscure way to have like a, a playlist of music. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you hear the uh, the Mexican accordion song and then next thing is just like <laughs> homies, homies, homies. Yeah. What? It, yeah. You uh, can have a lot of connections there. I imagine. I don't listen to a lot of. Uh, I guess Mexican music and Insane Clown Posse. So I don't know the connection there really, yeah. but I feel like you could find one. There's probably like this uh, one has a trumpet. Maybe. This one has a trumpet. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Hey, you know what? That could work. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing that. Uh, uh, was it? Uh, oh, fuck. I can't remember. Never mind. Let's move on. <laughs> you were looking for the fuck trumpet song. You could find what? it. The fuck trumpet. Trumpet. What is that? Fuck trumpet. I'm just trying to make a, a joke out of what you were trying to get to. <laughs> okay. And then possibly a sequence. Like and then possibly a sequence yeah. as well. The the fuck trumpet. But now I can't even feel like I say it. Little little little. You know what the funny thing is? Because like, speaking of music, all my buddies that I know of are very musically talented. Like my good friends that mm. are mm-hmm. here. They they all played in bands and music. And then like uh, we hang out, they start talking about music. I'm like, all right. I know some music, but then just like start just zoning off. I'm like, okay. You don't play. And it's any funny music? how. 
No, I think I'd be able to play something, but no, I just didn't focus on that. Right. I wasn't a band like a long time ago as a high school, but I was a singer and I was probably very terrible. Oh my God. That was amazing. Voice. What was your band name? Do you remember? Blight. 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 Okay. I like that. Yeah. That is good. Yeah, yeah. it's solid. <laughs> we are yeah, blight. Was... No, 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 we're blight. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. So, what type of music no, was it? Uh, probably like, Oh, man, I don't even know the genre. Like more like Deftones and um, mm-hmm. what's around okay. that time. Um, Ace of Base. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of any other bands. Uh, I don't. Know. I want to say like Thrice almost. Mm. Okay, all right. Anyway, I feel like but, Blight. Yeah, we only had like Thrice. A, we only mm-hmm. had a few songs, but yeah, we only played like one performance, and I was super drunk at the time. Sweet. <laughs> That's so I must have sounded very so much better. <laughs> The thing about performing when you're uh, shit-faced is like, hey, even if it sucks, you had a good time. Yeah, either and way. Yeah, honestly, that's all that matters. That's smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, unless you've recorded it for posterity, and then you have it oh, as an episode yeah. of your podcast, <laughs> and you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> that was a mistake. You just never listen good. to it. Then. It's, you just never, never listen to it. It's fine. People don't know. It's fine. Um, uh, mm. Did you want to go with uh, Fuck Trumpet uh, oh. on... We could. I was. I, I had moved on to Blight as uh, to Blight. Okay, let's do that. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> Guys, check talk. it out on Spotify and Bandcamp. <laughs> I hope there's nothing out there. <laughs> That's see. the best. We've had a project in the past. You're like, man, I really hope all my friends deleted those tracks. I hope there's no record of that. I got. I, there is an artist called Blight out there. They look like they're yeah. they're newer. It looks like Daniel, you released a uh, a single in July of twenty two of this year mm. called Circle of Bones, featuring oh. Dead slash Awake. And uh, not me. we we just had to find out about it on the show. What if that band, what if the band you were in went on, and they're still trying <laughs> to make it? You know, uh, I still talk to the main guy. Uh, well, I don't talk to him. I, I've seen him like two years ago, mm-hmm. three years ago, before the pandemic. And uh, yeah, he's not doing music. Yeah, I know that for sure. I follow him on I follow him on Instagram. He didn't, didn't make it. Yeah. Uh, he was he actually tried to I think he'd be an engineer and he just didn't like it. Mm-hmm. And so like now he's doing I think he's like working for the county for like the fire department or something like that. Right like uh in like gotta find what you know like he's a fire like a fireman, but like a like a he's a fire starter. paperwork and stuff like that. Like yeah, an office. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, no, he's doing good though. Yeah, that's he's cool. Post online. Well, they've got uh, that song that I mentioned that is on streaming services. Let me let me see if this. We'll see if it's any good. Because it's possible that maybe they used some of your old music. Yeah, they could and put yeah. it in this one. So let's let's see if that's this if that's the case here. Yeah, hold on, just a second. Let me turn this up. Oh my God, the dogs are going off. Yeah, they're. Yeah, yeah, my dog's working in the background too. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, here, let's see if this works here. You fucking asshole. I, <laughs> it started to blank. Just it. Your mic started to like blank out for a second. And I was like, I got little hints of it. It was like, fuck, it's a fucking song. God damn it. Does that sound like I think your that's original band, Daniel? Yeah. Yes, very much so. That's like your oh original my God. sound. Just a lot more I, screaming. <laughs> 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 Well, wow. that's good. You're owed a shitload of money, so you might 
Yeah, you might want to edit that out. You've won a Grammy right. or something. Yeah, you should really, should really mm-hmm. get on that top of that. Mm-hmm. Best country performance. That's right. From a hard rock band. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. All right. So Blight, All right, so is that cool? Sync with mm-hmm. Blight Excellent. on three. One, two, three. Blight. Blight. Oh, nice. man. Be light. I like it. Be light. Be light. Be aware. Light. This Halloween, oh. wear reflective clothing. <laughs> A service announcement from Eltas. <laughs> yeah. That's nice. L-P-A-S.